just want to make sure we're good here as we get started. You're watching as this we get started. Hope oh, you're watching. Yep, there we go. We're good. Hope oh, you're watching. Yep, there we go. We're good. All right. Uh, what's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. What's good, PMC fam? We got you with another live stream here today, um, but it is not women's flag football. I'm going to go ahead and edit that. Because, uh, Cody, do you want to tell them when we're going to do women's flag football um, recaps and all that great stuff? Yes, those are going to be on Fridays now. Um, so, basically right before all the big games of the weekend. And uh, a little bit, you know, after some games are played during the week, whenever that does happen. But those are going to be on Fridays now and are... Film breakdowns, slash request episodes, slash best of the rest, etc. Those are going to be Mondays and Wednesdays. So on top of listening to, you know, the podcast version of this stream, which thank you for listening, there's also going to be a best of the rest episode out by the time this is released on podcast platforms on March 2nd. But if you're here on March 1st watching the stream with us, uh, welcome and thank you for stopping by. Boom. There you go. We'll give it a couple minutes. We started a little early. Just wanted to make sure we uh, got some stuff going here and whatnot. Um, I mean, we might as well run through announcements. Yes, so Fridays, that's when we'll do our recaps. That is, I know we've been moving around these NAIA recaps kind of a lot. I feel like, well, we've only done one. But... Fridays is the day, all right? So if you want to look into women's flag football stuff, go ahead and check it out on that day. We'll be recapping, you know, the whole week of uh, games, talk about playmakers of the week, do our power rankings that Cody is involved in, by the way. He may not be on the episode, but he is making those power rankings as well. Um, and then after that, you know, uh, we're going to probably talk a little bit of uh, uh, girls' high school flag football as well, highlight some uh, – players that you know stood out or you know some efforts here you know we do have some connections down in florida shout out to newsome high school shout out to lettered high school our girls uh devin uh caitlin emma deja all of them you know they're going to be starting their season here soon here and so we have some you know we have some connections there and then we're going to look back and uh look back at girls high school flag football from this year because everyone started at a different time i know alabama and georgia was going on during the fall and then nevada just had their state championship games either last week or two weeks ago um, at the time we're filming this. So we'll talk about those players that stood out there, players to look out for, you know, some potential recruits that might stand out on the next level. So there you go. That will be Fridays. And then Mondays and Wednesdays, we're going to keep it going with these best of the rest series. So basically players that did not make our top five seniors list, uh, they're going to be on these episodes. You know, these are the players that we mentioned in our honorable mentions. And so myself, Cody, and Mason are going to go through and go ahead and break down the film of these uh, players. We go... I want to say four to six players deep on these episodes. So there's a lot of players we talk about, which is a good deal because there's a lot of situations that they're in and um, a bunch I of st six. different stuff that they talk about. What is that? So I do six. I do six too. I'm mostly so calling out Mason. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying there. But that's okay because it's it's hard to find, you know, um, a whole bunch of linemen films. So if you are a lineman, make sure you're staying on top of that. <clears throat> that is a great segue for another announcement. Go ahead. 
Um, we've been looking through our request spreadsheet, and I'm telling you, this is not as big as it's been in the past. And uh, I know a lot of you guys have requested film breakdowns before, but go ahead and go to the link tree in any of our social medias. It's the very first link, and you fill that out. There's it's it's a questionnaire, and that helps us put you on the list to do film breakdowns. We have a lot of underclassmen, which we're obviously excited for, but we do want to help out as many of these seniors as possible. So if you guys can submit your film sooner than later, then there's a higher chance that we get to all the seniors before May, obviously, when when the senior class will be graduating. So, yes. so fill those out if you want your film broken down. Especially yes. seniors, go to it now, yesterday, even. Yeah, no, for sure. It's never too late. Uh, we're always open to do that. Seniors, they get first priority for us. So there you go there. And then um, if you have filled out the form, we haven't forgotten about you. Your name uh, is on there. If we don't do it on a best of the rest like series, that <coughs> oh, excuse me, then we'll get to it eventually here. So just just be patient. You know, we're, we're trying to get through all that stuff here in March. Uh, so that way, you know, April, May, we're uh, we're talking about the future here. Talk about some players that uh, will take the place of some of these seniors. So, yeah. But, Cody, anything else you want to go over before uh, we get this thing started? I don't think so. Yeah, just, just get those requests in as soon as possible because we only have, like, basically three more weeks. Um month tops of these best of the rest episodes so that entire month of april we plan on doing you know request breakdowns and stuff like that and seniors make sure that you give us enough content for that entire month yes all right well there you go now speaking of the future here we talked a little bit about that um we're going to talk about two quarterbacks here who are the future of colorado football um but real quick before we do talk about them if you haven't checked out our dj bordello and beckham crits of film breakdowns go ahead and check those out uh dj he's an incoming freshman beckham he will be a sophomore of uh, this next year now these two quarterbacks that we're going to talk about here cody uh they're a little bit older than beckham and dj here cam uh cam cooper he is a quarterback from pine creek high school i believe class of 2025 uh he was a freshman this year yep i don't know why i had to wait on that but he was a freshman this year he is a freshman this year and then blake paladino uh he's a class of 24 quarterback as well he was a sophomore so both of these guys have plenty of football ahead of them just like dj and beckham both a little bit more experience you know they both got uh some significant varsity play here or at least a good amount of varsity play for being so young but to start this out you know let's go ahead and talk about cam Cooper here from Pine Creek High School. Uh, I want to start with him because I actually did his film breakdown. I want to say it's almost a year this time last year. That's Playmakers Corner Request Part 29. I broke down Cam Coop's film along with Ramon Pacheco, Justice Nicholson, and then a shout out to our homies out in Jordan or Jordan out in Georgia, Jalen Jordan from Houston County. Uh, he's a big boy D1 type of guy, and so I just want to show him some love. You know, we've been uh, following their season as well. But if you want to check out uh, his OG film breakdown, go ahead and look at that. But I went ahead and listened to it, and I wrote down all the 
basic points that I made. You know, I didn't take too long when talking about Cam Coop here, at least not as long as I will uh, tonight when breaking down his film. But strengths, basically, I praised his accuracy. I said, you know, he has the ability to throw a wide variety of routes. You know, I saw on a lot of his film, I mean, he's completing routes from basically the entire route tree. I'm talking short, medium, and long, and he's very accurate with it, uh, good timing, and so I like that a lot. I also called him a dual threat. I said he's somebody who could probably average about 80 to 100 rushing yards a game in high school. I said he was extremely athletic. I mean, he's somebody that is a true dual threat. I mean, he's just a great athlete, you know, and so you really can't get past that. I mean, that just popped off the screen. That was one of the first things that actually popped off the screen to me. Uh, and then this was right before I talked about areas of improvement, but I did say how I looked at some of his middle school film uh, back in the seventh grade and how I noticed there's a little bit of a hitch, not even a little bit. It was a very noticeable hitch. Uh, and so I made a note of that from seventh to eighth grade that there's that hitch. But looking at eighth grade film, at least I think it, yeah, it was eighth grade film, you know, uh, his throwing motion got a lot more smoother. You know, that hitch wasn't as noticeable. Uh, we'll talk about that more when we look at his gameplay here. I mean, you could still see some remains of it, but it wasn't anywhere near to where I was concerned about it. And I was like, oh, that might throw off the rhythm and some of his throws. And that's definitely a problem on the high school level, probably college level uh, for the most part. And so um, we talked. I talked about that, but I did give him praise, said how he worked and got rid of that. And so that's definitely a note to be made uh, for a quarterback to correct that that quickly for the most part. And then last but not least, I said his athleticism, for the most part, should bail him out of most high school football situations. Look, if the pocket's collapsing or, you know, if the play's just not there, I mean, he's somebody that will still find a way to get it done. And that's really all you can hope for. So, uh, so yeah. But areas of improvement, real quick. I said his timing needs to be – it just needs to be better, uh, specifically on his deep throws, which I thought was really interesting when looking back. We've talked about a lot of quarterbacks who have great timing on deep throws. But when it came to Cam Coop, I said his timing on deep throws – it's a little off, and I don't know why, but it just is, and so he needs to work on that, uh, continue to build that chemistry with his receivers. I also said he has a pretty bad habit of staring down receivers, and he needs to start moving defenders with his eyes, even if he knows where he wants to go with the ball. I mean, you need to move defenders with your eyes, not just look down the route the entire way through. And then last but not least, this is kind of part of it, but I said I wanted him to continue to look at film so that he could get uh, more surgical with his progressions. I actually shouted out uh, Newsom's quarterback, Devin Silvestri. I believe we interviewed her sometime this time last year. And I said, you know, how um, she talked about how film break film breakdowns and all that stuff was bread and butter to her and how she relied on film and all that to, you know, take apart defenses. And it's not just about scoring to her. To her, it's about taking apart a defense in a very detailed way. And obviously that helped her out because she did end up winning uh, state last year. And, you know, she also won uh, Female Football Player of the Year, which, you know, it's, it's not a bad thing. That's pretty good, you know. And so uh, there's definitely a lot of lessons to learn from those type of caliber players here. Um, but there you go. That was Cam Coop's film breakdown from last season. Cody, what do you think about that? 
you know, I didn't get uh, a chance to to really watch his film to the same level that you did. But, you know, these sound like things that a young player can typically struggle with, honestly. And, um, you know, the, the most exposure I've gotten of Cam Coop is recently over this, you know, offseason where, like, like we announced on this show, where we've seen both of these quarterbacks put in work for these 77 squads. Cam Coop for Team Full Gorilla and Blake Palladino for, for the Ducks. So, you know, that, that's been my biggest exposure for both of these guys. And so I'm just really excited to dive at their high school film and kind of take a look at where they were in pads because, I mean, you know, it's just it's a different ball game uh, going from sevens to in pads. So. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, absolutely agreed. And, you know, they, they I mean, Cam here, he made some pretty good, uh, you know, some, some, some pretty good uh, progressions here going into his freshman year. Uh, like I said, he got varsity snaps there. And so you really can't complain too much about that. But without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into the film here. Um, here, with Cam Coop, I'm just going to say this right now. So... He does have two highlights that we're going to look at. Both of them are about, eh, you know, it, it'll get to about five or six minutes long. Obviously, we've seen him play in person, and so, um, you know, we, we're going off of that knowledge as well. I've been to um, at least two or three of his freshman games, I want to say. And I, then I was also at the playoff game where he started for a whole second half and got Pine Creek to the next uh, round of the playoffs. So I've seen a bit of Cam Cooper here. You know, I'm very familiar with that. But, you know, just for time and audience sakes, we're uh, going to look at the highlights here and just give you our raw reaction, starting with his midseason highlights. Most of this film looks like JV or freshman film. And I know that because I was there <laughs> and I recognize some of these plays. So, so yeah. But here, let's go ahead and show that. Um... Let me adjust this just slightly here. Oh, God. All right, Cody, you ready? Um, on my mark? Uh, um. Or are you ready? Okay, we're ready. Okay, here, my bad. I'm making a couple adjustments real quick here. All right, say less. Three, two, one, and go. Alright, so this is mostly his freshman highlights, JV highlights for the most part here. Going deep already. Not bad. No reaction out of Cody. I said I like it. Okay. I like that strike over the middle. Yeah. I think that his drop back is pretty smooth, honestly. It is. Okay, okay. That was a great throw. Interesting throw. It's just a good, I mean, it's a good throw. Timing was off, but that was a good throw, though. He still got it over the defenders, which I like. Yep. All right, we have a little bit of a quarterback power here. I mean, this is and his athleticism. Oh, my God. He, yeah, he's out of there. He, I think he's he out of there. Okay, yeah. yeah. It wasn't fully <laughs> sold, but uh, he, he ended up making it out of there, so. Yeah, yeah. 
I think you can see kind of kind of in this film that you know the timing isn't perfect. I wouldn't say. At least on and, some of these uh, deep throws. Yeah, on some of these deep throws where receivers kind of look like they're waiting, and I think that that gets reflected in his uh, in his varsity stats a little bit here. That's that a we'll nice take a touchdown. Look at. Yeah, that was not nice in the back of the end zone. Red helmet team. <laughs> Nice. Oh, look at that. Ooh. Way to nice give a receiver a chance to, to make a play. Yeah. Also, these receivers can really get up there. Oh, my gosh. One, two, three, four, five Ooh. different people can't tackle them. That's Just great. Hey, athleticism, right? Yep. Eyes downfield. Look nice at that. Job. I really like this play. Okay, hold up. Can we, can we watch this here? Yeah, here. Tell me the time. So, at exactly like two minutes is when this play starts. Okay. Yep. So, the defense here, they're bringing five, it looks like. And so, because of this blitz, you know, one guy gets through it is immediately in his face. I mean, if you pause it at 202, this looks like a lost play. It really looks like a lost play. You have three linemen looking, or two linemen looking backwards. <laughs> and you have, you have Cam Coop here with a defender right in his face. This doesn't look good. Um but no. you know let it play through he lowers his his shoulder down and you know gets that leverage to scoop kind of underneath and step you know into the pocket but also underneath the defender but by the time he steps up you look here on the left side of the screen like you can't really see cam coop here at 203 right you only see his head here but you can see one more defender here who's gotten past the guard and you see this center here standing uh looking at the ref like where's my guy but Anyways, you you see him step up here, right? There's another defender here. So he uses pretty good pocket awareness, honestly, to not only duck underneath, but as soon as he pops his head back up, he's already heading to the right, away from this pressure here on the left side. Like, he's not looking directly at this defender here at 203 that's already in the backfield past this guard. He's looking upfield, and, you know, there's a lane here as well. So... As far as, like, ball carrier vision goes, I mean, you have this tackle, and this DN looks like maybe he's doing a spin move. I don't know. His back is literally to the play. Yeah, he's, he's doing some kind of spin move. So then the lane closes. But, you know, the difference here between, you know, a, a good quarterback and then a great quarterback here is, you know, if he was relying too much on his athleticism, maybe he takes off up field and this, this defensive end gets him, right? Yeah. Because... If he's just looking, if he's just running for his life, then he probably gets tripped up by this guy, maybe gets back to the line of scrimmage, maybe gets a couple of yards. But instead, you know, he ducks under this defender here, right? He steps up right, and his eyes are downfield. Like, literally, as soon as he ducks under this first blitzer that got through the line, his eyes are downfield looking for the play here. And, I mean, let's see how long it takes him to release this ball. Zip. That's a pretty fast release yeah. uh, on top of that because the pressure is there. He's getting, like, he's wrapped up with this ball in the air. So he is under duress on this throw. And I still think that, you know, this ball has great velocity on it. It's not, you know, a gimme throw. Like, this this oh, receiver no. is open. He's, this receiver is open, but he's not wide open, right? There's a cornerback here, and if you're throwing on the run – this could be a, an interception for a lot of quarterbacks who just sail this over their wide receiver. 
but uh, not Cam Coop. And I just really wanted to take time to appreciate, you know, his pocket awareness, his pocket movement, and, uh, you know, his throw on the run. I think that this is a great showcase of all those. And uh, it just reflects a very, very smart football player. And uh, that's not something you see out of a lot of freshman quarterbacks, uh, if any. <clears throat> no, not at all. I mean, it's flashes like this is why, you know, we're excited about him moving forward. I mean, look, I, I said this. I said his athleticism should bail him out of more situations, out of most situations. I mean, you could, like, just looking back at this play, you know, Whenever you have linemen looking backwards, it's never a bad thing. And on this little defensive end, that spin move, he must have felt like he was going to get a good pop on Cam because he's already diving at him as he's <laughs> as he's winding up. And so, and he does get a nice little hit on him, you know. But regardless, like you said, very good job delivering the ball. Um, an accurate throw as well. I mean, an if you're an athlete, you just make that throw, right? Uh, most athletes will make that though, but for him to stay disciplined and keep his eyes downfield, that's always a good thing. So, uh, pretty sweet so, mechanics. Yeah. Not, not to mention pretty sweet mechanics on here. There's nothing yes. like, you know, I, I'm not disgusted by, by what I'm seeing. You know, a lot of quarterbacks they start throwing on the run and everything goes out the window. You know, if it's a baseball player and they're on the run, the the baseball part of their throwing motion starts to come out. Is kind of what yes. I'm saying here, and uh, or or just the sloppiness. If they're if they're just a QB, then maybe some of their earlier mechanics start to show themselves. So like in this situation, what you were talking about, you know, a lot of quarterbacks, when they get flustered here, maybe they would see something like the huge hitch that you talked about in his seventh grade film. Mm -hmm. But Cam Coop doesn't do that. It's clearly addressed by this point in, you know, his career on this JV or freshman level because, I mean, the release on it is just super fast and it's got a lot of velocity on it. Smooth. And I'm just, I'm just very impressed by that throw um yeah i mean if this uh, if he still had that hitch that play is a turnover i don't see yeah. how that's an i don't see how it's a positive play unless he runs which maybe he gets two yards but i mean who cares that's not the that's it's third down you need to get the first down you know so good situational awareness knowing to throw it as well, because some guys, especially young guys who are athletes, you know, they they all their natural instinct is to go ahead and run it, even run. though it's third and ten, basically, yeah, a little bit shorter. I mean, like third and seven, you know, but still, just good awareness here from Cam. That's what you like to see here. Like I said, this was early on in the season. This uh, highlight reel was posted September thirtieth, and so you know, freshman quarterbacks they go through a lot of learning throughout the season, but to see this kind of early on, that's always a good sign. So, uh, so yeah. But, hey, let's keep um, this thing going. Next play starts at uh, 2-12, if you want to get set there. All right. 3, 2, 1, and go. Okay. I think I was at this game. I lofted you it a little the, bit. The timing and even the placement. I, I don't like how towards the middle of the field it went. Oh, my God. Oh, a shake and bake on the yeah. That linebacker, goodness gracious! You, if you get your ankle snatched by a quarterback, what are you doing, bro? Honestly, no, no disrespect to K. Oh, this was a good throw. This was a good throw right yeah, here. Here, let's go throw. back. I like. Let's go back and look at that. I wanna. I know we. So it starts at. Or two thirty-four. Like throw really starts at like two thirty-four. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just go to two thirty. All right. Okay. Ready? Um. Look, I'm just gonna keep replaying this though here. They're obviously taking a deep shot because of how deep he's dropping back. And then this is low-key. I'm just going to go back just a little bit here. 
subtle movement here to kind of take that quick step up and release it is very yeah, to good. step in where his tackle is. Yes. Talking about, right? Help out help out your lineman, right? Um, because the other thing he could have done is just roll out straight this way and then try to throw this corner, which is hard. Yeah, no, I mean, that you'll probably get sacked, but also, I mean, some athletes, I mean, they, they'll feel like that, you know, they should outrun a lineman or a blitz or whoever, um, and can probably can, you know, but this is just a good subtle move here to kind of just take that extra step up. Be patient with it, right? Um, no need to rush the play. If it's open, it's open. But you got to make sure you deliver it right here. So, so yep, there you go. So he takes oh, that he, step up, or he, not, I don't that he know if he takes a little bit. Here, let me see here, just a little Look bit. Look at his know. right foot. I I think he was planting though. Ob obviously, he was coming back the other way across the field, trying to step up or step in. He was stepping. Well, he stepped into his throw regardless. Maybe not stepped up in the pocket, but still stepping into that throw. I think some quarterbacks. Um, at least young quarterbacks would uh, just naturally kind of fade a little bit backwards here and then try to throw off their back foot or something like that because they feel that pressure. But it still takes some patience to kind of set after you slip and then deliver a great ball here, which is on time. For great I mean, this boys. is to the corner, you know, so this is just oh, a yeah, good ball. No, that's right a here. perfect throw. That's a perfect throw. Bad coverage by Vista Ridge. Um, I'm just going to be honest. I'm sorry. But, well, no, no, no. Look, look at number one. You can see him lose him. Yeah, no. Oh, see? that's a great route by number 13 here, honestly. The guy who catches the ball, that's an awesome route. It is you a good You don't see route. that on the lower level either. So, just go keep um, playing this. Only, only thing I w the only critique I really have on this, and, you know, he was able to bounce back from it, is, you know, I think that the reason that, you know, he kind of slips here a little bit is he just, his base gets a little too wide. Um but, I mean, it's a rollout, so I can... It's susceptible to happening, is what I will say. Um, but, I mean, it's at the end of the day, too. he was able to reload and throw through the dart all the same, so... Just good patience. And then good timing on this throw, too. That's an accurate one. All right, uh, I'm at 240, Cody. All right, hold up. Okay, on your, on your thing. All right, three, two, one, go. Oh, no, nothing too crazy. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, this number 13 is kind of nice, though. Yeah. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, nice. I almost wanted to watch that again, but, but we'll be all right. This was okay. This was just nice here. I mean, right, you're talking about the rollout left, right, against. Gosh. What, Not, is this Vista Ridge still? It is. Bro, <laughs> this was a blowout. Secondary coach, bro, get it together. Uh, two fifty six. By the way, all right, ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, look on this play. This is just a good throw. Is look? He has time to set and throw. So that's probably my only thing. Like, hey, you don't need yeah, to rush plant. it. There's nobody like really that much closer to you, but. You know, I, I gotta give you credit. This is a highlight reel type of throw off your back foot towards the corner of the end zone because you don't want to throw it to where he's at right now because your receiver is going to catch it. Quarterback working left too. Not yes, to so he's working against the grain. I mean, like I said, I would rather have him set and throw this. But regardless, I mean, it's a highlight throw. You know, he aims towards the corner of the end zone, and this is a small detail here. But he aims aims towards the corner of this end zone instead of like where the receiver is now because if he throws it 
to where his receiver is now. He's going to get popped, right, by by somebody, probably. I don't. I, they kind of gave up here and pulled up, but still, though, this is a good throw to the corner here. Protect your receivers. That's an underrated thing when it comes to playing quarterback. I think some quarterbacks are a little bit too focused on just getting it there, and then, you know, they expect the receivers to make, uh, make the catch through, I don't know, getting hammered in the head or whatever. Right. My kidneys and my brain can attest to that statement. So, shout out to God Cody's Arapahoe quarterbacks. God bless our <laughs> quarterbacks who who don't kill us. That's awesome. Always. Um, are we are we set, resetting at um, three oh four here? Yeah. Oh, all right. Let me go back just a little bit here. Alrighty, three, two, one, go. So, read option. option here. His agility Good is footwork. special. Yeah, his agility is pretty sweet. Oh, he's what, to... if, what was that heel tap, bro? Come on. He's trying That's to silly. dead like him. That's okay. Oh, 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 oh my god first down so that's good yeah we won't replay that um for that for the respect of that kid but god his agility is real underrated like his top end speed is big of his running film here yeah like his top end speed is obviously you know a big deal but like the my fact that he can make QB players miss, here. that's pretty good Oh yeah, so two different Vista Ridge films, so that's got to be JV and uh, and freshman probably. Yeah. All right, so there okay. you go. Let's go ahead and look at uh, varsity highlights here. Not, I mean, you know, nothing too crazy. Uh, so to kind of just give some background to this, I know we did get into some games. You know, uh, at the end of uh, of a couple of his um, of Pine Creek's varsity games, uh, at least that I remember, and then. He did start basically a playoff game and a half. JoJo Roy, their starting senior quarterback, went down with an ankle injury against Loveland. And, Cody, we've talked about Loveland a lot. I mean, they have an excellent defense led by Ian Loomis, who was our number one rated inside linebacker in the state of Colorado. So, obviously, that's extremely intimidating. Also, they won state last year as well. And so, Loveland was a good squad. And kind of a tough, uh, kind of a tough assignment to... You know, just walk into and play uh, in in his first playoff game, and then after that, I, mean, he... I predicted Loveland to win that game. Yeah, so and that was a close. They were one. legit. Yeah, that was still a close one, regardless. And then Pine Creek would go on. They'd play Chatfield against Chatfield. Pine Creek was leading, but uh, you know, a couple turnovers by some young Pine Creek players would end up losing that game. And Chatfield, as we all know, would go on and win state. So Pine Creek was definitely in the mix here. Uh, let's look at the varsity highlights here, and then I want to kind of throw out a quote that I put out there in Cam Coop's um, film breakdown here but uh, from last year. But, Cody, are you ready to go here? Yeah. All right, ready. Three, two, one, go. All right, so varsity highlights, no freshman JV stuff. This is against varsity level competition. Keeps his eyes downfield. Oh, what nice. a strike! That's a good hey, do throw. Do we want to watch that? Do we want to watch? Yeah, that yeah, one again? yeah, yeah. Here, tell me I mean, where to start. Here, that's a great way to open up. Okay, here, let's take a look here, because this this video is only two and a half minutes, so we're not going to be here for yeah, too long. It'll be okay. But it's right at like five seconds. Okay, so okay. Like it's, first off, this snap is a little bit right. 
And <laughs> this, this, okay, not even a little bit right. That is pretty right. And, you know, this may seem like a really weird thing to focus on or fixate on, but this is a freshman quarterback in his first start against a solid team, okay? This could be enough to throw off a quarterback and throw their poise and their confidence off. You know what I mean? Like, uh, a lot of young players, if one thing doesn't go according to plan, then how ready for are they for it? Okay, also, let's see. This, what a pocket this, this line creates, by the way. And this yes. tailback picks up. So, you know, he's looking around, he's looking around. Oh, no, here comes the, the pressure off the edge. You know, you've already had a couple of seconds to throw here. So no one's open, no one's open. He's going through oh. his reads. Shrugs off this this end here. So first off, just great body control and leverage here at like nine seconds where he makes this guy miss. Then he, does he double clutch this? He clutches it. I don't think he, which I mean, he just throws, he's getting he, set he to just, throw here. Yeah, he's just getting set to throw, so that's fine. Um, and he steps up as much as he can, you know. I mean, he's just in a position where you can't mechanically make a normal throw. You know what I mean? Like, the the window and the enclosing defenders, it's too small to step all the way in. So he has to throw this, like, off of his front foot. You know what I, Like, you see the hop that he does, Simon? Mm-hmm. With, with his back leg, he kicks it out. And it's like... This is normally something where I'm like, what are you doing? But he has no other choice here. And this is a scary, this is a defense that'll rock your world, okay? So, and then just a perfect throw down this right sideline, right over the top. This isn't even bad coverage. Like, if you pause it at 13 seconds, look at where this cornerback is, look where the receiver is, and look where the ball is. That is just, it doesn't get better than that as far as throws go. That's next level. I mean, I, I don't know if this was Loveland here, because I feel like I would remember this. Wait, is this... I think this might be Chaparral. Yeah. Um, that's what I was going to say. But, I mean, they have some great athletes on the defensive side of the ball. Brady Monroe, uh, Kylan Wilson's on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, I saw this exact same defense give Beckham Kritz a fit. Yes, a so, fellow freshman quarterback. You know, it's it's no joke here. And, I mean, look, timing was a huge concern for us, but the timing on this is just... Oh, it's beautiful. Honestly. It is. It's, it's just a really good throw. Good job evading that defensive end. Really, that was the only guy you had to evade. I mean, you just evade that guy, then step up. And then right here, it is said, hey, quick release, corner of the end zone. Boom. Trust your receiver to go get it. He does. Outruns his corner, basically. And Boom. That's just an excellent play there. All right, Cody, I'm at the 15-second mark. Okay, hold up. Let's go 14-second mark. All right, three, two, one. All roll right, out roll left. out left. Oh, yeah, gets, good place. Oh, my Lord. Oh, this is against nice Chatfield throw. right here. Yep. Oh, <laughs> I, I see here. Let me let me just go back. I, I just want to look at it. I'm not going to critique it quite yet. Let's go back to 23. I want to look Jeez at what he's looking Louise. at. Do they only release two receivers on this? What kind of Chatfield play? Drops hold on, hold on, hold on. What kind of play six. is this? Chatfield is dropping six back, and they have two receivers on this. So that's interesting. But anyways, <laughs> uh, play design. But it's like max protect, and you have two Six, receivers. Seven, 
That's yeah, not a good play eight call. Protecting two receivers against six. Look for the play call. Um, this is as good as you can do. On <laughs> second and nineteen. On second and nineteen. Do you see this? On second and nineteen. Here, I don't want to roast the coaches. I don't want to roast the coaches because I know they already kind of feel some type of way. But I'm just saying, on second and nineteen in the first quarter, you call a play to two receivers and it's max protect. They're rushing four guys. Like, Pine Creek's linemen are arguably more talented than them. But whatever. Here, let's just look at the play. I mean... I like it. So this one, I don't know if he was supposed to run a hitch or whatever that was supposed to be. I mean, he still delivered the ball. That's what matters, right? This looks like a corner route. And, oh, if you see the receiver on the outside, he gets jammed really hard by number 14. And I think that's what yes. causes such a big clutter on this play here. I think this go route is supposed to be like beyond you know what i mean and oh is that uh is that mr sure? kramer getting jammed anyways um you know he he does exactly what he needs to do um on this play i think that if he tries to rifle it in you know number 45 i think he can make a play on a bold pass honestly this chatfield defense is very talented i mean in this secondary you have narva and um mason low so you got to be careful, and I I love this pass. Honestly, I I like the for the hand he was dealt. He he, that that's exactly what you needed to do on this play. This okay. was the only option, and he succeeded. Yeah, that's, no, that's my take on this you're play. right. You're right. I had to relook at look at it again. I was like, I that doesn't feel like the right play here because the fourteen was paying attention. He should have picked that to be honest with you, but instead he's way too physical with this receiver who doesn't have any well, space. Four, 48 should be at the first down line by the Where's time 48? the throw is made. That, that's the receiver getting jammed to all heck. Um, oh, you mean 48? He should be way past this corner route. You know what I mean? Like, the corner route is past this go route, and that's what makes this play look so weird. Yeah. This go route should be at the first down already, and it probably should have taken a safety with him and this cornerback. So then you have one-on-one -on -one with this corner route. Um, yeah, but this great jam by number fourteen here messes up this play, and Cam still just delivers an absolute dime here. I like it. I had to look at it again. That's why I wanted to look at it again because I don't think this was Cam's fault. I think it was a good throw, um, but not the greatest play design. So we'll talk about that later here. All right, I'm at twenty-seven seconds. <laughs> um. Okay. Let me get back there. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Still made a play, though. Oh, my gosh. These receivers get thrown off their route so hard. Jeez Louise. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Is yeah. Zion here? I'm watching this again, by the way. Oh, my bad. Here, let me go back here. His max preps is just straight up wrong, by the way. Well, yeah, I know. But, anyways. Oh, this um, is a strong catch here. I mean. Well, okay, so look at this. I mean. Look, he tucks it, ready to run. So first off, he's he's ready. But, I mean, look how smoothly this goes from pass to run to pass again. Like, he pulls it out of that little, you know, that carrying. Position. And just makes an athletic throw and play here. And it's like, could this have almost been picked off? Yes. Okay, here's something that I'm going to talk about here with Cam Coop. Uh, real quick. Obviously, this is a great play. However, 
a lot of his passes have a lot of arc on them. And the reason I bring this up is because right here, I think this pass should be lower, and I think it should be a little bit closer to the sideline and just have more mustard on it. And so when I'm seeing, you know, these arcs a lot of these times and a lot of these touch throws, touch throws have a place, but this I don't think this is the place for a throw to have this much touch. I think you should be throwing it way harder, honestly, and this should be like an absolute bullet. Like, think of Keegan Patterson making this exact same throw. You know what You're I right. mean? And how different that looks. Um, yeah, Loki, you want to so take your receiver's a, a, hands off right here towards the corner because this isn't a bad throw. I mean, he still gets enough on it, so it gets there. It's a jump ball opportunity. But ideally, you put it kind of towards here, like you said, Cody, towards the sideline so that his body... pylon. Either know. way, just towards the sideline so that the receiver's body could, you know protect the catch right because yeah. when his when he's kind of facing you the quarterback like this here let me just play that he could definitely i mean his body isn't protecting the ball right or protecting the catch is what i'm trying to say here and so that means this guy right here could still make a play on it because he's turned towards him but if he has his back turned around and the ball is right here then boom i mean his arms will have to go around his body to contest that um, also, you could probably either a penalty or just a touchdown. Yeah. Right also, up. you could kind of tell that this guy's a linebacker, um, or he plays like a linebacker because a real DB would go for the hands here and uh, contest that a little bit better. Yeah, but regardless, it's still a score, and this is a close game here at this point. So yeah. Um, but anyways, I'm at 37 seconds, Cody. Okay. Three, Three two, one. So this is Loveland. Yep. Gee, I can't believe that just worked. Nice play, Fig. There you go. Okay. That's a good pass. Once yep. again, I just think that he could bring the the height of the pass down a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, oh my lord! Ah! Oh god, they're all in the backfield. Oh, spin move! Ooh, oh, he tried to do one. it again. That's <laughs> not bad. Still got yards. Yeah, no. Douglas County. Quick pass, gets yep, hit, I still like delivers it. a strike. Okay, that's not bad. Could have threw that a little bit earlier to Justice, so that Justice could at least make a move and uh, get upfield. But it's still got there. Great read option here. Oh, wow. That block, though. He's trying to dead leg a little too much, IMO. Oh, God, this hitch needs to... Okay, so here's a critique part, all right? At 132. Look how long this ball takes to get here, bro. Yeah. Okay, a couple of things. Go First ahead. off, this throw needs to be outside. Okay? You want your receiver to catch this so that they're naturally turning towards the sideline and getting upfield. Because honestly, I don't see I don't see the safety on this play and if he First off, brings the arc down and pushes it a little bit harder with arm power, and pushes it outside, this play is at least a first down play, in my opinion. And it, I'd say even a potential touchdown, depending on the field, with the field position being what it is. Um, and if this, this receiver can get upfield faster than the angles. But this is, this. I'd say that this is my biggest notice of Cam Coop's game, is just this arc here, getting in the way and preventing plays from being cleaner or more dynamic. I mean, really, you gotta just zip this thing, man. 
you gotta push this harder. I, I can't stress this enough. And then I think, you know, the placement, that's kind of what you would expect from a freshman quarterback. So I'm not going to ding him too hard on it. But net, varsity level quarterbacks, you're pushing that more towards the number 30 um, so that your receiver can catch it kind of outside here and then get up field, right? Um, but yeah, that this is my biggest critique of camp so far. You have got to push this ball outside, man. Well, here's my thing. I mean, you talk about the arc. I mean, there's that as well. I'm kind of looking at this. Look, when he's coming into these games, it's not like he's, like, warmed up, really, or starting. Like, he's coming in in, like, the fourth or third quarter. And so this is where I'm going to give him a little bit of leeway here because it kind of looks like this ball slips uh, when you're – on some of these throws, the ball slips out and gets away from him just a little bit, and that's why it floats, you know. Um it could just be better, you know, and he'll get better. I'm not super concerned about it, but you're right. He arguably, like you said, you know, he needs to, well, not arguably, he just needs to throw it quicker, right? Throw it quicker, throw it more towards the outside. Uh, you know, throw your receiver into some space, right? Throw your receiver into some space here so that he could go ahead and make a play here. Um, and if your receiver has to run a little bit, that's fine, you know, but he could. it could either be a 20-yard gain for the receiver or he gets hammered by this corner and loses a rib. Um, but, you know, that's how I would explain it to a receiver because I know some receivers will be like, oh, why didn't you just throw it on me? Like, no, bro. Sometimes you got to go run for it and get into space. And so if I'm Cam Coop and I'm talking to the receiving core over at Pine Creek, I'm like, hey, my bad, bro. That was not the greatest ball. Got away from me there. But next time, you know, make sure you open up your hips a little bit more here towards the numbers because uh, it's not like he's – you know, like his hips are yeah, exactly faced this way. Kind of standing here waiting for the ball. Yeah. Should never be so that's, I mean, you know, there's some communication there to be done uh, naturally. But, yeah, you just got to tell him, like, hey, bro, like, open your hips outside. Because right now you're facing inside. You're not going to turn around and, like, make this crazy agility and type of catch here. And this is you get drilled here. Yeah. Like, you know, get, get your footwork right. So it goes both ways, right? Um, but also, Cam, I mean, you know, that's just something that you as a quarterback, you got to tell your receivers so that they know and so that you could get the most out of every play, right? But uh, anyways, we're at 133. Let's keep this thing going here. Um, you ready, Cody? Here, let me get back to 133. Okay. Regardless, it still gets there. It's not like it's a pick, so. Yeah. You want to count us down? Oh, my bad, bro. I thought we were already going here. I I always need the the countdown. That's my cue. You're at 33? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Receiver gets lit up. Way to hold on to the ball, though. All right. Back to the Chaffield game. Roll out left. I don't know if they're telling him to roll out left so many times, but him doing it is definitely interesting. Rolling out right here. Where'd the ball go? That's, That's right. terrible footage, so I'm we'll sorry. We'll just keep Cam, it going. Like, yeah. Yeah, it, it must have been a catch if it's on the highlight reel. So, All right, a little swing bad. pass out here. That's good placement for Zion yeah. Hill to go make a play. Um, getting your receiver in space. Go. That's nice. That's nice. Away from the defense. Yeah. A nice rib pop. Oh, there you go. Okay. Justice. Here to <laughs> All right. 22. Okay. What do you think about his varsity film, Cody? I got to ask you. I mean, it's very limited, right? And it's 
it's coming a, a lot of it at the tail end of stuff. Um, but I mean, look, his scramble ability is varsity level. You know, that was one of my biggest questions is how does his scrambling get affected? And then how does his pocket awareness and movement get affected, right? Because the pocket is so different on the varsity level than it is on the JV or freshman level. It just is. And I really think that it still holds up pretty well here. Um, you know, uh, that that's what I got to say about that, is that I think that he still has pretty elite, even, uh, pocket movement and whatnot here. It just, I do have some concerns uh, about some things here. And, uh, and yeah, so Simon and I, okay, for, for the fans this episode, we actually have um, our rubrics right next to each other this time. And uh, I think that you guys are going to be able to enjoy that a little bit here. Sorry. Uh, oh, here. It's Sorry, really I'm playing, judge. I'm playing the highlights while we talk yeah. about it, but I'm going through it's, and filling mine out right now. It's really hard to judge the decision-making skills because a lot of these are one-read throws, uh, which I do love that the coaching staff gave him, you know, that, uh, that like, you know, it's adapted for, for a freshman quarterback to come in. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, for sure. Um, we're also going what we saw at Team Full Gorilla tryouts and in-game. I mean, when we watched him, uh, he looked like a smoother passer, right? Um, he did his thing over there. I know at one of the competitions, like, he didn't throw an interception or really that many completions, like maybe one or two completions uh, during the whole tournament, which was kind of wild there. Uh, so I uh, just want to give him his praise there because we have seen him live as well. So I'm kind of going off of that. You know, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at you know his film obviously right here, but also I mean I made a lot of notes uh, during the season as well, uh, as well. Sorry, I'm trying to create as I go, um, as well. So that's kind of yeah. what we're pulling off of here. Oh, by the way, I don't think I said his uh, frame. He's six foot one eighty five. Uh, I mean, awesome. I've seen the guy in person. He might be closer to that one ninety two hundred range IMO. That I mean, that's just me. You know, I just kind of feel like he might be a little bit bigger than that 185. Um, so, you know, so yeah. But, I mean, still, that's pretty solid. Um, I'm trying to remember. I mean, most of our senior quarterbacks were kind of in that range. And so I'm going to give them a rating that kind of fits that uh, for now. But, Cody, while the highlights are playing for the listeners, for the fans here, uh, let's go category by category talk about this stuff real quick here so for those of you who are new to our film breakdowns we have 10 categories for each position uh, obviously it's different for each one and then we give them a rating one through ten uh just to let y'all know i mean uh i would say a seven to an eight is about a two or three star rating eight to nine there's a lot of ver variety there but that's a solid three to four star and then nine to ten rating that's about four to five-star type of talent. And so that's comparing them towards other guys in the nation who are kind of in that ranking, in that area, as far as that goes. Uh, Cam here, I mean, look, he, we're going off of film from, you know, uh, Varsity, Freshman, JV, TFG, 7-on-7. Seven seven. I know a lot of people have opinions about T. Uh, well, yeah, TFG and 7-on-7. Seven seven. That's fine. In our opinion, 7-on-7 seven seven helps a lot, especially when it comes to evaluating quarterbacks because you get to see them throw kind of a wider variety. And you take out the lineman part of it, and really you're just looking at them throwing against coverage, 
right? And so that's not the worst thing when it comes to quarterbacks here. But let's go ahead and hop into this. Uh, let's talk about arm power here. Cody, I'll let you talk about why you gave him your rating first, and then I'll talk about mine here uh, just straight up. So there's th- this is a tough one, right? Because obviously, you know, we see him throwing and taking the top off of defenses pretty regularly on the deep ball, right? You know, with his with his uh, freshman JV highlights, and he even shows the ability to push it down the field on the varsity level. Now, the flip side of that is I'm I'm thinking about how much arc a lot of these passes have, and I'm thinking of how many you know like bullet passes he throws, and how many like really tight windows he fits it in, and the play that just that just happened that Vista you know Vista Ridge play that we looked at so many times when he steps up in the pocket. That looks like his hardest throw on, like, this entire film. So I was at a bit of an impasse here, and I decided to give him a 6.8 on the arm power. Now, if we're talking pushing it down the field, it's like an 8. If we're talking being able to hit, you know, some of these, like, intermediate kind of throws with a lot of mustard and squeezing it into tight windows, I just haven't seen enough of that or enough of the velocity to really warrant backing up an eight here. I think that that's closer to the average slash needs improvement side of things. So that's what drags down, you know, Cam Coop's arm power, in my opinion, to a 6.8 is just not seeing him really put some juice on that ball. Fair enough. I I see, I see your rating and I don't, I don't disagree with it either. Um, This category. And then, are it looks like our throw on the run ability category are the biggest differences that you and I have, but I can see reasoning for for all of that. Otherwise, we are basically the same on every other one. Yeah, uh, so I actually gave him an eight point seven when it came to arm power. Look, when looking at his, I think this is really interesting here because we're looking at his uh, you know football season highlights, and obviously we've seen this dude like the last three months, right? Uh, competing at TFG tryouts, competing against other seven on seven teams going around the country, doing his thing as well. I'm like, it's weird because his 7-on-7 film uh, definitely looks a little bit better than, uh, oh, my fault here, uh, than just straight up like some of his football film here, which is fine because as a player, as a young football player, I mean, you're getting better, right? Uh, you're getting better. You're learning some new things. Uh, you're learning, like, hey, I need to put a little bit more on the ball here, a little bit more uh, there, you know. And it's different playing in pads compared to not in pads. But legitimately, I think when it comes down to it, I mean, you look at look at the seven on seven film. He doesn't have a noodle arm, right? Uh, not at all, because he fits into some pretty tight spots here. Um, and then also, like, just as far as stretching it downfield, there's one highlight. That I'm thinking about. Uh, this was during tryouts, I want to say, where he has a player open down the field. It's a post route. It would have split the two safeties, and he delivers it beautifully. Uh, it's at least a 50-yard throw here, basically, and it's pretty effortless. And so, and it's on the money. It's great timing, all that great stuff. You love to see that. And so, because of that, that's why I gave him an 8.7 because he does have that ability to kind of just flick his wrist and uh, let it go. You know, I think when you look at some of his football highlights here, um, you know, during the season, I think you could tell he's definitely overthinking, like, how should I deliver this throw, right? Uh, I'm just going to throw this out there as well. Pine Creek doesn't exactly throw the ball 
like a lot either. You know, they didn't do it with JoJo. I don't know what they're going to do with Cam Coop, if I'm being completely honest with you. But they don't throw the ball a lot. And so I'm sure there's probably a lot of pressure for Pine Creek quarterbacks to, to get it right the first time. Or, you know, here's what's going to happen. You're going to end up running the read option. And we saw that happen. Um, not as much with Cam Coop, but definitely with JoJo Roy. I would say, uh, first off, look at that film breakdown I did of JoJo Roy, the Pine Creek quarterback from two days ago he was part of our best of the rest series but i would definitely say there were a lot of times where pine creek you they ran the ball when they could have thrown it you know like they'd be losing by seven or 14 it's like third down the defense knows you're going to run a read option or a quarterback power and they still run it because they can and they use their quarterback as a battering ram and that is a big red flag for me there. And so because of that situation uh, and what they have going on, I'm definitely a little bit hesitant about how much leeway they gave Cam, you know, during the season. And that's my opinion. You know, that's not his opinion or any other coaches or whatever. That's my opinion from all the games I saw, you know. And so, um, and then also as well, I'm thinking back to the, uh, I think it's the Regis Jesuit freshman game. I want to say I was at that game. He, he let go of a couple of really nice deep balls as well uh, that we didn't get to see because that was in the later half of the season uh, before his midseason film, I'm pretty sure. So, uh, so yeah. So, I'm giving him an 8.7. I mean, obviously, Cody, I've seen him play more than you have. So, there's a little bit of, um, you know, of a difference there, you know. Yeah. But, uh. You know, our, there wasn't much of a difference when we looked at accuracy. Isn't that right, Simon? Sorry, I was muted. Yeah, accuracy it needs to be better. I think consistency is the biggest thing because we see him make good throws like this one he made, uh, like the first one he made on his varsity film, like uh, a couple of those throws he made against Vista Ridge. He has the ability to make those uh, against you know, seven on seven, like he had the, he obviously showed that he's an accurate quarterback. Like, I don't think like, you know, he can not be an accurate quarterback because there are some guys at quarterbacks who are this young who are just not, you know, they, they don't have that accuracy quite yet. But the reason I'm giving Cam Coop a 6.5 out of 10 here is because of consistency. And, you know, you could talk about situation and how, you know, he's on a short leash as a passer and whatnot. That's fine. Go ahead and talk about that. But I have to give him a 6.5 because he just needs to be more consistent. And like I said, we're going off a bunch of different film here, you know, film that we saw. Um, and I know he can make good throws. But as far as consistency goes, I just need to see more of it. And so that's why he's at a 6.5. Not too bad. That's about average you know, average to below average. And I think when it comes to a freshman quarterback who's an athlete as well, because I think uh, athletic quarterbacks definitely have this problem more so than anybody else, just being consistent accuracy-wise. That's just where I'm at there. So, um, so yeah. But, Cody, you gave him a 6.8. I mean, what do you think about accuracy there when it comes to Cam Coop? I mean, I think he's accurate enough. I think that's what a 6.8 means, is that it's good enough. And, you know, it's – it's there more than it's not there is kind of my thought process on that. But um, there's room for improvement. Okay. Um, well, keeping this going. Uh, gave him both a five on timing on throws. Do we really need to talk about this too much? It, it needs to get better, right? It, there's, fl <coughs> there's flashes 
right? Sure. Like yeah. that, that throw against uh, Chaparral, that's a perfectly timed throw. But then there's there's way more going against it. But, you know, the flashes is what has me put it at average. But it is definitely something that he needs to work on the most, I'd say, out of all my all my ratings here. Yeah, no, for sure. Here, let me go ahead and uh, switch over here so that uh, the, the viewers could see our rubric real quick. But, yeah, I mean, it could be better for sure. So that's, I mean, consistency. That's what timing is, IMO. In my opinion, so uh, you'll you'll get there. I'm not super concerned about that just quite yet, but uh, but yeah. So all right, um, five there. Overall mechanics, we both gave him a seven point five, seven point eight. I think it could get smoother uh, footwork wise. I mean, just more consistency when the pocket is breaking down and then delivering the ball and then uh, throwing on the run as well. It could be a little bit smoother. It looks really good for what he is, and that's a freshman quarterback. He'll get better. Yeah, yeah, he'll get better. Uh, we really don't have to talk about that too much. Uh, Decision-making, basically the same. I gave him a 6. Cody, you gave him a 5.5. I think that's fair. I, I know mean, that he did throw picks in the playoffs. Um, he did. So that that's something that I consider during decision-making. And I just have to see more, honestly. A lot of the, a lot of these passes on the varsity level are one read. Um, so I just I, I can't. I can't let myself give uh, a higher score than a five and a half. Um, you know, I do give him a five and a half because once again, there's flashes, right? Like that throw in the end zone uh, when he was on the run, where he switches from that you know ball carrier position to back to that throw, and you know delivers a dot. I think that that's a good throw there. I think that that's you know a heads up play to make, and uh, you know I consider his dis- his ability to decide whether to tuck and run or whether to throw. That's a part of decision making, so that's where the five and a half comes from. Otherwise, I think it would be lower. Um, but uh, I, I'm not mad about it. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Part of this, well, mostly for me, is the system. I don't know if it's. I don't know. Well, we'll see how it is on the varsity level. On the freshman level, it felt like you know he had a lot more decisions he could have made here, and so I'm gonna give him a six for now just because it's not exactly, like, he doesn't run the most complicated offense in Colorado. It's not a spread. I mean, you have a lot of read options. You get to hand off the ball to your running backs probably 20 to 40 times a game, probably more if it's a closer game. So a lot of those decisions are automatically taken out of your hands, which, in in my opinion, I don't like. Um, I feel like, you know, the future right now with the quarterback position, if you have a guy that can play, Give him decisions to make, right? Put the ball in his hands more. Uh, but that's just me. So let's keep it going. Scramble ability, I gave him an 8.6. <sighs> Top end speed, great. Agility, I think, really impressed me. Something Agility, that, very good. Yeah, I mean, like, look, if it's 101, I I trust Cam Coop to make the play. Honestly. You know, I, I just do. And, Cody, I think you do as well as you did give him an 8.2. Uh, we don't really have to talk about that too much. It's, the, it's the same score. You've seen it. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Throwing the run ability, I was a little bit tougher on him. Gave him a 6.5. I feel like he could be a little bit more accurate, um, especially when he's throwing on the run. I feel like there are some balls he throws that are a little bit, like they sail just a little bit here, so I'm just looking for tighter ropes in the future. Uh, more consistency is what I'm mostly looking at, knowing to, you know, like, hey, do I need to sail it here, uh, aim for, you know, a corner of the end zone, or should I, like, throw it on a rope? 
right? And so that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, Cody, I don't necessarily disagree with your rating. You gave him a 7.8. Do you want to talk about that here? Well, it just sounds like the, the difference that we have is um, the, the throw on the rope I put into arm power and the throw on the rope that you're looking for, you put into throw on the run. That's yeah. really all that it sounds like. So it sounds like the same thing being addressed through both categories. I think for the volume of throws that he does make on the run, it's a pretty substantial volume of throws that he does have to make on the run. And I think that he gets it to where he needs to to get it. I think it's, you know, uh, a two-star, almost three-star kind of level and more consistency development and velocity will help turn that into probably a four-star trait as long as he works on it. So, Sure. Yeah, no, for sure. And then these last couple categories here, uh, frame and size, I gave him an 8.2. Like I said, six foot, 185. I mean, Clayton Jacobs, Keegan Patterson, I, mean, I could just go on and on. A lot of those senior quarterbacks, I kind of gave them that height and uh, or that frame um, grade here at an 8.1, 8.2. So I'm just sticking with that. Um, so there you go there. Cody, you went with a 7.4. I feel like that's what you went with those seniors that, as well. That's consistent with, with my rubric. I even yeah. opened up my other rubrics and looked at their height and weight to, to make sure it was consistent. Yeah, so that's fine. And then last but it, not least, oh, sorry. Well, did you have anything you wanted to say? No. Okay. Well, last but not least, pocket awareness and movement. Both of us, I mean, I gave him an 8.6 in awareness, 8.2 in movement. Cody, you gave him 8.5 in both. Uh, that's basically the same here. I mean, look, um, this was actually something that I looked at before the season in the in his film breakdown as a middle schooler and i would have probably critiqued him a little bit harder but looking at his film from this season and whatnot going to a couple of his games he is very well i don't want to say very proficient but for a freshman right now he's a lot better than i thought he was he's a lot better than a lot of quarterbacks in colorado at this as well just having great awareness moving up in the pocket and then resetting and throwing you know it sounds real easy but a lot of quarterbacks don't do that they'll rather fade backwards than throw off their back foot or just straight up roll out right or left and then throw it you know and cam he does have the ability to do both but I love the, uh, uh, I just honestly love the discipline here. Just being aware in the pocket, knowing where your defenders are at, and then just manipulating that pocket, taking those subtle uh, steps, and just delivering the ball, making the right play. Um, so, yeah, that's what I really like about Cam Coop here. That's a very underrated trait that will only get better as, you know, he gets starts in the future here going in uh, to his sophomore year. Cody, do you have any comments on that? No, I mean, just uh, looking forward to uh, Cam Cooper getting more snaps here. I think that with a higher volume, we'll see a lot of these categories climb. I think that that's, that's just how it's going to be and how it is. And that's just how quarterbacks operate. So, you know, a higher volume, we'll get to see a lot more. And, you know, with the work that he's getting in, in the offseason, he's focused on TFG and, you know, just driving these passes in and getting the velocity up. I think that that changes him entirely as a quarterback. And, you know, if he's able to just really get his velocity and throw some balls on a rope, that he could climb up to an 80-plus. I really think that's the biggest thing that could make a jump for him. And I think that just playing with more snaps and more time will improve his decision-making ability. You know, and he was in the playoffs too, right? Like, you know, a freshman thrown into the playoffs, you're trying to make every throw you can to win the game to go to state, right? It's a very weird time to come in as a freshman quarterback. And so I I don't I think that his decision making over the course of a regular season 
will just automatically grow because he's not feeling like every throw is for state. You know, it's going to take the pressure off of a lot of throws and it's going to take the pressure off in the playoffs too. I think that just more time and practice will help kind of settle him in and settling down will help his decision-making jump up probably an entire point for me. So do you want to, uh, by the way, both gave him a, I gave him a 73.8 Cody gave him a 72.3 right now, probably closer to a three-star type of rating real close to getting a three-star uh, sorry, two-star rating, uh, but real close to becoming a three-star here soon. <sighs> Depending on the you know, person and whatnot, I think a lot of people, I'm just going to be honest, talking opinions and whatnot. Uh, as far as opinions go, you know, around the country, in the state, I feel like a lot of people look at Cam Coop and they see Pine Creek. They see the success they've had. They see the players and the talent they have, the big boys they have on front, the solid defense they always have, uh, top five, top ten defense in the state. And they're like, hey, Cam Coop, he's in a perfect situation. So, honestly, expectations are naturally higher for him. For him to stand out, he needs to be better than his surroundings and whatnot to really elevate this team. Uh, I'm going to bring back a quote that I said last year. Like I said, go ahead and check out Playmaker's Corner uh, request episode part 29 here, you know, from last year. But I said, honestly, Cam Cooper and this squad, talking about Justice Nicholson and Ramon Pacheco as well, is probably a squad that could at least win state or go to state one time. You know, um, I said I wouldn't be surprised if they won state together. Now, Situationally, you know, we saw how they use JoJo Roy, how they've, you know, how Pine Creek historically is using quarterbacks who could run and whatnot. We'll see what goes down, right? I think they have the talent to make it to state. They almost did this year. They lost to a team that won it all. Uh, and so going into this year, uh, honestly, with Cam Coop, like, look, continue to work with your receivers, work on chemistry, do your film breakdowns, uh, all that great stuff, right? Film breakdowns of opposing defenses and all that. But also, for Pine Creek, this is something that I'm just going to throw out there right now. I need to see them have a more complicated offense because right now, I, I'm i just going to be completely honest. I don't think that they're using Cam Cooper to the best of his abilities yet. But as the season goes on, as he matures as a quarterback, as the coaching staff trusts him, I expect him to get at least 20 passing attempts a game, personally. Um, you know, and they could do it or they could not you know obviously there's different situations uh leading and being behind and stuff like that but honestly i do feel like the just looking at the way they use jojo roy you know a lot of those injury issues could have been avoided if they didn't run the ball and insist on using the quarterback as a battering ram um like they did cody i'm gonna i, I want to let you talk about that uh as well kind of just outlook and whatnot because i know you have been to a couple games you know, and you also have been critical of teams who uh, may have not used their quarterbacks the right way uh, there. But I I'll let you talk about it because I know I'm already going to get a bunch of slack from the Colorado Springs community and whatnot. Yeah, <laughs> luckily for me, I don't live there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, shout out to Coach V for always holding it down, uh, down in uh, uh, SoCo. But anyways, I I just got to echo your sentence. I mean, look, Cam Coop. He's a quarterback that can run, obviously. But I think that we could see a lot of success from Cam Coop as a pocket passer. I really think that he has really high upside. I think that if you give him the lay of the land, kind of like TFG has given him, you know, in these seven-on-seven kind of situations against some of the other best teams in the state. I mean, 
the 15U team for TFG has been competing against 18Us and winning across the country. And you do that with a quarterback that's able to go through reads, okay? And Cam Coop, he's that guy who I think, you know, if you give him a spread look, he'll pick a part of defense and he'll take the top off of defenses too. And then from there, honestly, it's hard to tell because we haven't been given a lot of opportunities. But I think Cam Coop is a quarterback who understands patience and will also, you know, just kill the defense with paper cuts until they allow that, you know, big play over the top. Or, you know, he's somebody where you spread it out and it's like he has the decision making to know whether to tuck and run it because no one's legitimately open or keep his eyes downfield. And either way, I mean, look, if he tucks and runs on a spread look, that's a 10 yard gain literally every time. Um, and, you know, if he keeps his eyes up and downfield, it's a potential 40 yard, 50 yard touchdown or, you know, a completion for a first down. He's somebody who can keep drives alive. He's somebody who can be a championship-winning quarterback, honestly. And, uh, you know, it's... We'll see. We'll see what system is being rolled out. I don't disagree with using him in read option situations. I think that, you know, you can see on the freshman team, there is one play where he's running, you know, an RPO where he, he can read it, but he also has that slot receiver running that bubble route, too. Um, which even later, if you're running down the field far enough, can turn into a bit of a speed option too. And I think that concepts like those can make Cam Cooper, arguably, it, it could give him an opportunity to be the best quarterback of his class. Um, just with the multi-dimensionality that he could bring. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. There's also, there's a lot of potential to be held back. So, yeah, that Chatfield play, I'm not going to lie, kind of has me a little bit shook. Um, you know the play. The one where they had two receivers running routes on third and 19, and then called max protect against four rushers. Excuse my language, but that's a shitty play. I don't... <laughs> I, I mean, I guess maybe if you want to be conservative and get some yards, hopefully someone breaks and something it's on off. the short side of the field. But if like, you're going to run two receivers with that concept, put it on the wide side. Yes, so it's not even well made. Like, look... Why? Why? Like, give him at least three or four options, Brett. Like, look, this ain't 1950, you know. Uh-huh. This is the future. You know, teams that adapt are going to win, like Cherry Creek and whatnot. And so that's just what I'm going to throw out there. And so worst case scenario, you have Chatfield type of place, or at least compared to that one, where I'm just like, what the, what is going on? All right. Uh, but other than that, I think he's a great prospect regardless. I think he's going to thrive in whatever they ask him to do. But you got to know what kind of talent you have. This is a kid who could average 200 passing yards and 100 rushing yards a game. And, you know, probably as an offense, y'all could average probably 30 to 40 a game. Because I know they have a bunch of big linemen over there. I know they have a bunch of big backs over there. Mason Miller, he's a young running back that comes to mind. You know, and then just more guys out there as well, like Justice Nicholson. You know, he's a guy that could be a really good receiver, running back type for you. I mean, they got weapons out there. Pine Creek's offense has the potential to be the number one offense in the state of Colorado in passing and rushing and all of that. I'm just going to say that right now. They have that potential. Whether they reach it or not is up to the coaching staff and is up to the players as well. You know, how much are they willing to buy in and embrace these complicated offensive concepts? Yeah. Anyways, let's keep this thing going here. That's Cam Cooper, though. Super excited for Bro. He is a freshman. So he has three years ahead of him. 
which is wild just to think about there. Uh, so, yeah, so just a long time there. But let's talk about another kid here. You know, previously did play for the Ducks, or sorry, for Team for Gorilla. Now is with the Ducks, uh, coached by Coach Vihu and that great squad over there. You know, Blake Palladino, that's the next guy we, we're going to talk about here. Uh, class of, believe it's 2024. He was a sophomore this year, played for Mullen for a good majority of the season, was a starter over there, did his thing for a little bit. Now he will be going to Dakota Ridge. I'm pretty sure that's basically a done deal. I mean, nobody has said otherwise. He's transferring from a private school to a public school. So that's, um, I mean, there shouldn't be any problems there. That is definitely allowed. You know, that's different from transferring from a public to a private, by the way. So just going to throw that out there. But Blake Palladino, very talented quarterback, one of the most talented quarterbacks in the state of Colorado. Definitely got some things to say about him here. Uh, did do a film breakdown on him last year, but we were able to watch a lot of just him playing uh, these last two months, probably for the first time. I don't think any of us made it out to a Mullen game too. So really these last two months were like just good, op our best opportunities to see Blake play in person, see what his tendencies are and all that great stuff. You know, we've heard about the kid before. You know, we heard about him last year before the 2021 season. But, I mean, that, you know, he was a freshman coming in. Or, sorry, a sophomore coming too? in. What was that? Was that glove work? What do you mean? I think, I think uh, our boy over at glove work uh, at least told me about him. Because um, I'm pretty sure he coached over at Mullen, or at some point did. Uh, he Cardenas, does. that is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He probably did, honestly. So. so, there you go. I mean, you know, that's just connections we have. Uh, but, yeah, so, Blake Palladino. <sighs> Cody, is there anything you want to say about Blake here before we hop into his highlight reel? He kind of has a longer one, and so I'd, I'd you know, you know there's a lot to go it. into it. I'll uh, talk about how cool of a guy he is later. Say less. All right, uh, started for Mullen. Oh, by the way, 6'3", I think 195, yep, is what it, where he's at right now. He might be a little bit heavier now, uh, but that's what he was listed at uh, going into his sophomore year. But, all right, three, I'm at zero zero. by the way, Cody, if you're ready. Yeah. All right, three, two, one, and go. Oh my God! This is Jesus just on power. Really well, yeah. Yeah. That was. That's just that on nice. power. Oh yeah. Oh, this is a tough throw to make. Uh, that is perfect. That's a perfect throw. Yeah. That's Let's just keep is. it going because we'll see a lot of those. But man, just this ability to just rip it and let it go is something else. Hey, okay, we're going to watch this again. We're going to watch okay, this again. Okay, okay. Tell me where to because, go. Okay, here's here's the thing about this. Okay, go to uh, 24, okay? 24. Look at this defense. These cornerbacks are at the 10-yard line, dog. It's prevent. This is as conservative a defense as you can look at. You have this guy who's going to come help out with this over over on the side, right? Like, I think this is Ralston Valley. Uh, they usually have a pretty solid defense, and one of their safeties plays for TFG. Um, he's a good but, one. I mean, yeah, and he's good. So, 
there's oh my gosh they're playing to not get beat and paladino just puts this in right before the safety because i mean this is just a great route concept honestly called by mullen here where this inside guy attacks the the middle of this kind of cover two and gets him twisted but i mean you can't throw this any later and you can't throw it any softer and you can't throw it really like oh i mean you have to make a perfect throw because they're playing so far back the amount of precision and power that he needs to put on this is hard to ask out of any quarterback not just a sophomore quarterback but i'm just going back here i mean he has to wait because they're so far back but when he decides to throw it he absolutely rips it and there's yeah, nothing this say, guy I could do. I think you can see flames coming off of this ball because he just throws it so damn hard. This is a hard throw to make. Just, <laughs> like, I mean, look, here, let's let's go back a little bit. And then we got to keep this thing going because there's 10 minutes to this yeah. thing, 11 minutes. But he's at the uh, 30, 35, you know. And then we'll watch this all the way through here. Receiver basically runs 20 yards before he even releases it. And so this is about, I mean, look at that, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, about a 30-yard throw right here that he needs to make perfectly because, I mean, these corners are, or DBs, whatever, are playing so far back that he needs to make this throw. And he does. So, yeah. Yep. All right, I'm at 31 seconds. Uh, 36 or 31. Yeah. All right, ready? 3, 2, 1, go. But we'll see plenty of that. I mean, his yeah. arm power is absolutely insane. Rolling out Rolling left. Rolling out. That's wide open. Ooh, that's just right over that, the middle. I mean, underthrows that one. Kind of underthrows that. He could have thrown it the other way as well, but I don't know if his receiver yeah. would have been able to adjust to that. Oh, this now fade that, route, perfect. Now that's sweet. We'll see more of this. We'll see that's more of this sweet. soon here. But that's a perfect fade route throw. We're on our own 20 here. Coming Steps up. up in the pocket. Nice remains job. composed. Oh, perfect yeah. Throw. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Right outside the numbers. Perfect. Yeah, you can't ask for better. Oh, my God. Look at this offense. This is beautiful. They also had a 1,000-yard rusher. Yeah, and Kyle Krebs. Yeah. Right nice over his shoulder. Once again. Allowed his receiver to protect the ball. On a lot of these throws, too. Okay. He was definitely staring down that way, but yeah, he still his, made it. His decision-making is the only thing I'm somewhat questioning here. Because sometimes there's a more open receiver on <clears throat> yeah. some of these throws. Oh, yeah. That's I know that it cut off, but that was a sweet throw. Yeah. yeah. Oh, under center. Right, so now we see him under center. God, that line uh, is not doing a three, good job. Three, four. And then takes off. He at least got the first down. Some guys yep. will just run and then Oh my god, no one's picking up that blitz. Way to keep your head on a Perfect. swivel and get rid of the ball. That's good recognition. Oh That's good gosh. recognition. That defender was already there. Okay. Steps up in the pocket. Ooh. Stiff arm. Over this tiny little cornerback. Alright. Like the over the head Shotgun. film, by the way. It's never a bad thing. Jeez, this blitz is always here. And there's Krebs, I believe, with a touchdown. Yeah, he's wide <laughs> open. Just good recognition. Get it out to your running back. The 
understands pre. Oh! That is a needle there. He still got it there. Yeah. Like it wasn't I think that inactive. A different, I think there's a different option. Is yeah. my only. Oh, fade route. Oh, nice. Her, that's beautiful. Nice that's beautiful. Yeah. Every receiver sorry, wishes they sorry, had a quarterback. Oh yeah. <clears throat> okay, this is the Regis game. Zip. Okay. That's Not good velocity bad. on this in route. That's exactly how hard you need to throw it, though. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I think, is this the legend game, I believe? Yeah. Nice oh, throw. He's wide, too. Man, he just has that ability to, like, really test those safeties and corners. He throws his receivers open a lot of the time, too. Oh, yeah. If it's 101, he likes that. Because 101, he could beat the corner, too, you know? Yeah. Or DB or whatever. With his arm. Okay, so cornerback blitz immediately looks left. Sweet window to throw that into. Not Holy the greatest crap. decision. He had his swing open right there or whatever. Yeah. But that's just a great throw. Okay. I, I don't know if this is a design. <laughs> I was just not, about to say. <laughs> I think that the pressure was just there. That's against Lakewood. I think that was a broken play. Way oh, to hold on to job. that! That's a good oh nice. My that's gosh. perfect. Good fake. Oh, RPO money, baby! Oh, look at this DB showing blitz and then going back. Nice. Zip. Velocity moment. His arm power is something else. It's elite. That's what. It oh is. yeah, and watching it live too, like God. Just yeah. the snap on his throws are insane. He could move too. Yeah, I don't know. If I think this is the most he efficient too running. physical for my taste. He could have a little bit better ball carrier vision. And I forget what injury honestly. he sustained, but he did get injured at some point during this year. Yeah, that's a good throw. His receiver wasn't going to get more separation than that. No, that was sweet. That's nice. a rhythm. Third and five, too. Move. There you go. Okay. Seemed like he was waiting for him to get open. Yeah, but that's like okay. Down maybe a little yeah. Bit. Not too bad here. Again, or maybe he was looking at that sideline route and then came back and. Yeah, I think that's what he was doing there. Yeah. Oh. Low snap. Doesn't matter. That was a contested. I mean, look, if it's one on one, he's gonna like it. Um, yeah. I don't know what else he was supposed to do there. Ooh, a little bit more mm, outside. You gotta push that outside. A little yeah. bit more outside. That's okay. Well, now he's mobile. Okay. Easy flip. Yeah. Dang, that running back oh. took a lick. Oh, my <laughs> <Hey>. God. <laughs> You'll love to see it. That, that's that's the glove at work, man. Anyways, oh. all right, down this left side. Almost I, gets the first down. I, I don't know if that was a designed run or what, but I think someone missed a block there, which is why he had to go the same way as uh, his running back was going on that read option. Way to stand strong nice. in the pocket. Pulls the Good RPO job. very fast to make a delivery here. Yeah, that's on God, time. That, this is 
this is something that is going to give me a little bit of a headache when thinking about decision-making skills, right? Because I don't think he always <laughs> throws it to the right guy. Yeah, sit down. But he, on these RPOs, I really like his decision-making. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it's simple. Right? Oh, look at that pump. That's oh, a good job. goodness. That good was awareness. sweet. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> see, there's that, there's that decision making. Yeah, <laughs> he could I mean, make the it. Was, the guy was in his face. Um, I think that that's where you see probably like some of the interceptions come up is just having a little bit too much faith in his arm. Yeah, that's normally what it is with people with absurd arm power. Yeah, he's a young quarterback though. He'll get it figured out. That's a nice job yeah. by the receiver to come up for that. Too. Yeah, to come back to the ball. Yeah, yeah. How did this Mullen team not win like seven games? They had a pretty know. tough schedule, to be fair. Oh, beautiful! Oh, Catch Dang it! You need to get. I don't know what else. Oh my God! Catch I'm the end my life. Oh, <laughs> they my don't. We'll get demonetized, Cody. You can't say that. We'll get demonetized. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to, to be catch upset. It. That was such a great ball, though. Like, you could see the safeties coming up on it, and he just let him down on the rope. Oh, my gosh. Look at this run. Makes it nice. look easy. He's just a smooth athlete, too, honestly, when you watch him. Good out route here. Yep. That was a little bit deeper on that out route as well. Do you think that his okay. wind-up takes a, a little long sometimes? I, I see it more when he's throwing on the run. If he's yeah. set and throwing, like he's like he's gonna deliver it, you know. Yeah. Um. That's probably. Yeah. That's. I actually have a bit to say about his throw on the run. You don't see too much of it, but it could be improved. It could be a little bit faster, more yeah. efficient. Zip. Nice little oh short game here. Gosh, his receiver Bro, should just, just ran like thirty field. yards. For yeah. Like Zero gain. <laughs> Ooh, nice little swing, swing route. Hey, that was a nice block by the receiver, though. Ooh. Blocking is a part of my scale, so. Yeah, well, yeah. Nice catch. Wait a Nice. That was a good job of, He does such a great job of knowing when to stay, stand, like, tough in the pocket and when to move. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He, he's, he's like Cam in that way, in that sense of knowing, like, when should I take off? And I can still deliver this, even though I'm getting hit. And that was kind so of a his... tough throw, too. Oh, oh it. I... That was a good I throw. I love run. being a receiver's coach. I love being the receiver guy. It doesn't make me cry. Ever. Ooh. That wasn't oh, too bad. Dang. This receiver got knocked around, but that was a yeah. good delivery there. One of my favorite pastimes. Oh, oh I nice. thought he was going to go with the deeper guy there. I thought, I thought so, that. too. That's a tough I'm throw to make about it, though. across the body. Oh, that cornerback fell down. Oh. That's a good route. Good job, bud. Good oh, delivery. Lord. Nice. nice. Okay. I like it because he didn't push him too far into the flats where there was two people for some reason. Mm-hmm. Catch the ball the first time. That's all right. Oh, the safety blitz here, it looks like. It's Linebacker some blitz here. Blitz. Yeah. They only rush four. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's a great throw, but don't ever do that again. He floated. There were better options. So 
Oh, oh great too, timing, throwing it to his receiver before the receiver even knows that he's open. I like it. Legit. That sounded really sarcastic, but I'm serious. That's high football IQ. Okay. All right. That was pretty good. Talking a lot. That here, let me restart. There's a lot here. to think about here. There is a lot to go over. All right, uh, Blake Palladino. We also saw him uh, basically at everything these last two months. TFG tryouts, Ducks tryouts, Ducks versus Ambush uh, scrimmage from last week. Uh, Ambush being basically that Mountain Vista squad. And then Ducks versus TFG. Um, I do want to throw out some facts out there real quick. Uh, with the Ducks uh, tryouts, I mean, he was on point. He was great. With TFG, he was somebody that, Cody, you and I both talked about as somebody who really stood out, you know, um, and we were both surprised when he wasn't brought on. I think they opted for kind of an older quarterback there, which is fine. You know, they're going to do their thing there, um, get a quarterback with a little bit more experience. But Blake Carey did get an opportunity, joined the Ducks, shined with them, made every throw in bad tryouts. And then against Ambush, I mean, he was dealing, you know. Uh, shoot, oh, my God, I wish – Oh my god, I wish I saved that picture and had it for <coughs> for this live stream. Because I would definitely just throw it up there. But it's that picture of you, Cody, where your hand is on your head and you're like this. I don't know who caught it, but somebody on the duck sideline caught a picture of you and me. I did not look impressed, but Cody looked like it was the greatest thing of all time. Which it probably I was. Mean, we, we have that throw on the drive, right? We do not. I looked for it. You're kidding. Yeah, I thought we did. But basically, Blake Palladino, he let go a very easy 60-yard touchdown throw. Um, I think it was a – I want to say it was a seam route because the receiver beat the safety out, and the safety was kind of the one that was caught lacking there. And Blake just threw it up there to our guy. Um, he's that Pomona player, by the way. Is that McCombs? Yeah, I, I want to say so. And he just goes up, and, I mean, it's a beautiful throw right on the money. I mean, he's Blake's just standing there, and he just lets it go. It looks real easy. And so there's that 60-yard touchdown throw. Made a couple really easy uh, short touchdown throws as well. I, I caught one to McCombs, I want to say, as well. It was a nice diving one. Um, and so he was just on top of it. Against TFG, I mean, he was leading drive after drive. I'm pretty sure he scored on them pretty much every drive, at least that I saw on the side of the field I was on. Uh, had a couple really nice fade routes, had a nice throw where kind of had a corner near the front of the end zone. He lofted it right over the corner to a receiver that was in the back of the end zone. I mean, he was dealing. You know, Blake Palladino has been on fire. Also, Blake, if you're watching this, I definitely high five you way too hard after that touchdown throw. That's a moneymaker. I'm sorry, but I was like, golly, what a throw. Because that, first off, great drive, putting it together. And then, second, just finishing it off with such a strike. Like, oh my God, not. I can't think of many quarterbacks that can make that throw outside of maybe Braden Dorman here in Colorado and probably Jay O'Reilly and some other guys. But for an underclassman to deliver it like that, you know, in that kind of window, that's nasty. You know, you don't see that every day. You know, you just don't. Um, so there you go there. Cody, do you have any other comments you want to make about Blake here as far as uh, – you know, what we've seen in person and whatnot, seeing him throw against a coverage and whatnot while I make my grades here for Blake. Yeah, uh, go ahead and play Go ahead and play the highlight reel uh, as you're I doing am. your grades. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, overall, 
Blake Palladino, like Simon said, that isn't somebody that we really watched during the regular season. And so I kind of want to talk about his regular season here and just kind of go game by game and talk about what that exactly looked like. Okay, so in the regular season, uh, this past season, his sophomore year, he ended the year 89 of 159 for a 56% completion rating, 1,242 yards, 11 touchdowns, two five interceptions. And he added another 227 yards on the ground, as well as a rushing score on 39 carries. So, kind of looking at it game by game, the opening week against Cherokee Trail, he struggled for sure. You know, going 9 of 25, one touchdown, one interception, okay? And, uh, you know, they, they lost that game by 11 points. But the second week, you know, this was one of the biggest upsets of the regular season, I want to say is them pulling out this wind over over legend and blake was this is his highest qbr all year with 147.4 qbr he went 13 of 17 for 173 yards and two touchdowns i mean look 76.5 percent completion percentage that's insane and here's the thing this legend defense had some athletes on the back end i mean nate smith he's a phenomenal safety i'm assuming he's going to be on coach v's best of the rest episode four safeties and you know, he still carved up this legend defense, and just very efficiently. Like I said, he only had 17 pass attempts, but still threw for 173 yards and two scores, no no picks. So, that's a lot to be happy about. Next week against Regis, this is a healthy Regis team. I want to remind every one of our listeners, by the way, that Regis's defense, when it was firing on all cylinders, was a top three unit in the state, I want to say. That front seven was was beast okay i heard it from the legend receivers when i did that interview so go ahead and give that a listen and they said yeah that front seven was intense and you could tell you know based off of teams being able to run the ball and whatnot that you know that regis front seven was pretty legit you could see it you know the mullen backfield kind of struggled a little bit in this game not really going for over 100 yards and so blake palladino kind of had a lot more to do here and you know they didn't come out victorious but 13 for 25, 174 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. I don't hate it against one of the best defenses in the state, especially in week three when they were all healthy, okay? Um, I, I don't hate it at all. And you can kind of see Blake's, you know, performance kind of go up and down a little bit here with how the run game did, you know. Uh, lead back in that Regis game, 63 yards. Lead back in that Valor game, 39 yards on 15 carries. And so Blake having to try and do a little bit more here, doesn't throw a touchdown, doesn't throw a pick either, and runs for a touchdown against Fowler, okay? Um, real quick, smashing out just the rest of his highlight performances. Look, against Ralston Valley, this game did not go the way that Mullen wanted it to go. I'll say it like that. But in this game, I still think that he played pretty solid. 17 of 29, two touchdowns, one interception. One of those touchdowns being that absolute dime post where he just zips it in there, you know what I mean? Like, every single one of these games, regardless of stat line, he has a highlight level throw. Um... Then it's in this Arvada West game where I say he goes three for six. And this is where the injuries start to kind of pop up. And we just see less and less of Blake Palladino as the season kind of goes on. It doesn't have all of his stats in here. It doesn't Because it looked like they played Douglas County. Uh, like he played in that Douglas County game. And I don't see any numbers for that. But anyways, you know, there there's mixed things to kind of look at from a stat sheet perspective on Palladino's season here at Mullen. But the highlight reel really speaks for itself. And, yeah, Simon, you're right. I, I, I was hesitant to bump it up a little bit here, but, but I like it. <laughs> um, 
Um, and, and that's what comparison's for. But anyways, you know, and seeing him this past season, that's when it was like, okay, we got to do a breakdown on him because, I mean, he's good. He's really good. And I'm just, I'm excited to see the rest of his high school career. I think that uh, he he's a potential, uh, once again, championship caliber quarterback here. And uh, one who is severely scouted. Because, look, when we do our top five senior lists, we're thinking about it ahead of time. Like, Simon and I nice. already kind of have, like, a rough draft in our head of what the class of 23 top five senior quarterback is going to look like. We already have a rough draft of the class of 24, which I believe uh, Paladino is in. Mm-hmm. That's, he's a 24 guy, yeah. Yep. And we already are kind of thinking of what our 25 guys can look like, and even 26, because, you know, we do watch that middle school bowl. And uh, Blake has put in, you know, he's put himself on our map for sure to to be a top five senior quarterback guy during his year. Oh, I have, I, I think I have a controversial opinion, but let's go ahead and get hop into uh, let's, let's look at our ratings. Right? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll keep the highlight reel playing just because I, I like having that on. I mean, let's, it's nice. Yeah, let's talk arm power, arm accuracy. We're both right there. I gave him a 9.4 on arm power. I think, honestly, he has a stronger arm than any senior quarterback, like, you know, that we evaluated in this class. I'm just going to be real. You know, Keegan Patterson, he's up there. But golly, the amount of power and with the amount of velocity that he puts on some of these throws, especially in that medium range, uh, because you have to have some precision there as well when you're doing that, is incredible. You know, it it looks effortless. And then, like I said, seeing it live, like, it's a flick of the wrist, and he gets it there. You know, he just has so much torque and power on that. It's absolutely insane there. So I gave him 9.4 in arm power. Arm accuracy, um, I'm a little bit higher on. I mean, because I, I think he has two of the three uh, categories, you know, pretty much locked down as far as accuracy goes. His deep ball throws, perfect. I, honestly, I don't know what more you could ask from him. I think uh, they're as accurate as they could get. You know, if it's one-on-one, he's going to put it on the money. Even if it's in, like, it looks like it's in double or triple coverage, he's going to lead his receiver into open space because he has the natural athletic ability to do so. And so, like on that one throw on that seam route that that freaking receiver dropped, I think, you know, between the corner and the safety, that's accuracy, you know, and that's just natural talent, just being able to push it that far. And then on these medium throws, I mean, uh, you don't see it too much in these highlights slash, you know, the film that you look at if you want to go look at full game film. But looking at some of his... uh, you know, seven on seven uh, stuff, and you know the stuff we've been in. Man, he is dangerous in that in that medium game there. Like he really does pick apart defenses, and you see it in some of these highlights as well. But man, is he surgical with it? Like <clears throat> honestly, even if it's not the right throw, and the situation is like third and long, he's gonna make it happen because he can. You know, and you don't see that every day. When it came to evaluating a lot of quarterbacks that we've been doing these last couple weeks, whether it's senior quarterbacks or Beckham Kritza or DJ Bordeaux, I would say Blake Palladino is the most lethal when it comes to medium throws. Like, you might think you have him in third and 20, but you really don't until the ball is is batted down. Oh, my God, here's that throw. Uh, Until the ball is batted down and the play is over. I'm looking away. I can't. But he's just so good. You know, he's just so good. And a lot of that is just his arm power. I mean, he's just gunning it into tight spaces there as well. Um, That's a very late hit, by the way. That did not have to happen. But anyways, 
Cody, you have similar ratings. You want to talk about that as far as arm power, arm accuracy goes for Blake here? Yeah, so uh, arm power I have at a 9.5. Once you just, you know, once again comparing it to to the senior quarterbacks, I do think that it's stronger than any of the senior quarterbacks. Um, even from time to time you see, you know, uh, the, their arms kind of run out of juice, which could be a usage thing. But, I mean, yeah. he's just so dang strong. And it's just, like, watching some of these wide receivers catching these passes, it, like, secondhand hurts my hands. You know what I mean? Like, the, there is velocity on this ball. And, like, oh, they're catching it with their hands. Because I know uh, I know Cardenas holding, holding them to that uh, accountability. But, damn, like, those fingers are, are sore from some of these passes. And, you don't want to jam your finger when Blake Palladino break, uh, throws the ball because he'll probably break your finger. It won't be a jam. It'll be a break. Um, moving forward, uh, arm accuracy. Really impressed with his uh, accuracy. Uh, there are just some plays where I'm like, eh, like you could have put it in a, in a slightly better spot. But, I mean, an 8.6 for arm accuracy is still elite arm accuracy. So I'm not too upset about it. Simon, did you talk about timing on throws? <laughs> Uh, I've, I've no, got lost you can talk about okay. timing real quick. Go ahead. I mean, our yeah, timing is only basically. different by a point two. Yeah. Uh, I think it's very good. Um, I think that his timing on throws kind of gets hurt by his decision-making a little bit, if yeah. that makes sense. Just because, I mean, it's like, I understand, like, don't throw it. You know what I mean? And so then that makes the timing look bad because it's like, well, if you just threw it to that guy instead then they're able to make a better play on the ball is kind of where that's at. And I know that it's two separate categories, and you could argue that it, the tight windows that he fits it in is a good thing for timing. But he did throw five picks this year, and it's definitely on him being too ambitious. And, uh, you know, I, I talk about that later in decision-making skills, but it, it also kind of finds its way over into timing a little bit here. And, you know, there's... A couple of throws where it's like, ah, I would have pushed that a little bit further. And I'm going to say that's a timing thing more than an arm power thing. Because I know he could throw it anywhere on the field. Uh, he could throw it around the yard. But uh, anytime he underthrows somebody or makes them stop like that play right there that just happened, um, then it's it's from a timing thing. But I still think it's very good. Um, yeah. I agree. I mean, I gave him a 7.4. You gave him a 7.6 think some of this is you know just a situational uh you know with the line and sometimes the offensive line isn't holding up as great as they could and receivers being out of sync so i mean it happens you know i'm not not concerned about it uh too much yeah, i think you know as he develops he'll get better but uh let's uh let's talk decision making though because we both kind of gave him a low grade here uh here let me go ahead and switch over here cody do you want to talk about decision making i don't like his decisions uh a lot of the time on this film, you know, it's the wow. Some of the wow throws are, wow, what a throw! And then some of the wow throws are, wow, why did he throw that? What is he thinking? Um, I'm just not in love with his decision making. I think that it has a lot of progress to do. He is a young guy, but I mean, oh my, he just shouldn't throw a lot of these passes. Is is where I'm at. You're gonna get your receivers hurt. You're gonna throw interceptions and. You know, you're just and and when you throw it into a tight window too, where your receiver is going to get popped, that can also turn into an interception, right? And that's not look as a receiver coach. I coach you're supposed to catch every ball, but I mean, 
damn, if you're going to get lit up by a 220-pound brick in the middle and the ball pops up and the safety gets it, ugh, what are you supposed to do, right? Um, I'm just not in love. The reason that it doesn't crawl into a sub-4 is because of the RPOs. That does help them out quite a bit. I kind of hopped between like a 4-7, 4-1, 4-5. I landed here on the 4-3 just because, I mean, as a quarterback, your main job is to pass the ball, so you got to make better decisions throwing the ball um, before I can give you too much credit for the RPOs going so well. I gave him a 5.5 because 4 to me is like, oh, well, he's not, like, he, you can't play him, you know? Like, you, he's going to get benched if he continues to throw with that uh, decision-making. So 4 was a little bit too close. Even 5 was a little bit too close. So from what I saw, you know, from 7s, I'm kind of pulling on that a little bit more here. Um, I mean, he made great decisions. He hasn't thrown a turnover in a lot of sessions, <laughs> at least that I've seen. You know, these last three months. I mean, he's been pretty clean with it. And so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, for me, there's a lot more upside here when it comes to decision making. I think he's really just kind of cracking um, his potential here. You know, this last season was a little bit more of a floor. And he has a lot more potential ahead of him. But I think, you know, as he enters a different system... Uh, in Dakota Ridge, in my opinion, that does such a good job getting their athletes the ball, uh, you know, having a balanced attack and whatnot, I think his decision-making is going to go up significantly because they're not going to ask him to do too much. Uh, looking at some of this Mullen film, <clears throat> look, there's a reason why that a lot of his great throws were deep and medium. It's because, uh, I mean, maybe they're not getting as great of a run game, you know, like you said, Cody. You talked a little bit about that. Or, you know, maybe the line isn't doing a good job uh, blocking on some pass blocks, and so, you know, his receivers can't get in rhythm. Or maybe his receivers aren't running the right routes. I mean, it could be any of those things, but in my opinion, looking at how many times Mullen were in, like, deep, like, third and deep situations is definitely a big red flag that I'm not going to blame Paladino for. I'm blame, I'm blaming Mullen for, you know, like, like, why are you in third and 20? You know, why, why is Ralston Valley playing prevent defense on you? You know, on, on any down, to be honest, why are they playing prevent defense at all? You know, if it's not the end of a half or uh, end of a game. And so that's kind of why I'm bumping it up here, you know, out of 5.5. Still needs to get better. I think he definitely stares down some of his receivers um, at times. You know, this last weekend, though, a play does come to mind where he was looking the other way. It was the play uh, that I was talking about earlier where I high-fived him pretty hard for, where he moved the defender kind of another way, made it a one-on-one -on -one situation for his receiver, and then threw it towards the back of the end zone. I like that, and I think that's there's a lot of potential there. That will bump him up to an 8 or, um, you know, let's say a 7 or an 8 potentially there. But right now, I think... Uh, something that he could really work on is just studying opposing defenses. Almost be a defensive coordinator at it and be like, all right, you know, what are they rolling out on first down, second down, third down, uh, first and short, second and short, second and medium, you know, stuff like that. And then from he there... me a lot with pre-snap. Yeah. You know, so just working on pre-snap stuff and just being like, hey, what is the defense rolling out? And then after that, looking at the play that is given to you and being like, okay, you know, what... What what is the throw here? What's the move here? Where where can I go from there? Um, and then just in case if uh, they run a defense that is not it, being like, all right, what are my second and third reads? Going through that progression, I think you could definitely do a little bit more here. And honestly, I think the next level to his game 
is manipulating the defense, right? Holding the safeties over here and then throwing an absolute strike down the middle or something like that. Holding corners, uh, manipulating linebackers into spots so that you could get into uh, receivers on short routes, right? I think that's the next level for Blake Palladino because here's the thing. He can make pretty much every throw that you could ask out of him, you know? Um and there's only so much you could do there, right? When it's 101 and whatnot, you're asking, you're kind of putting a lot on your receivers. You make it easier on your receivers by giving them more space, by moving defenders, manipulating with your eyes, and, you know, with where your body is pointing to get them open, right? And help them make the catch as well. Because as great as, you know, it is for him to throw it in rhythm and put it in spots where his receivers could at least get their hands on the ball. Not every receiver is going to be able to come down with a contested catch, even if it's great placement. You know, I'm just going to be honest with you. That's just reality. And so you kind of got to help your receiver out there, you know, and manipulate the defense. And honestly, I think that's the next level for Blake Palladino. That's something I'm really looking at for him here. Like, hey, you know, go through your progressions, man. Um, not every play has to be a big play. I say this all the time. First and second downs, you know, make make manageable third downs. Right, Put your offense in positions uh, to score, whether it's you or somebody else. And at Dakota Ridge, you have an elite running back and Noah Triplett who's going to score on, you know, shoot, first and ten uh, half the time probably because he's such a great athlete. And when offense or, sorry, defenses start stacking that box, that's where you get him. You know, and so he has the opportunity to be real patient here, um, you know, and just build drafts. I think that's something that he needs to continue to work on. And he has done. Like, there hasn't been anything these last three months where I watch it. I'm like, oh, he's too, he's not patient enough. Like, he's forcing it here or there. You know, he's been patient so far. Now, as football season comes around, can he add that to his game? We'll see, you know. But uh, decision-making, that's why it's where it's at right now. It's all right. It could get better, you know, and it will get better. So, uh, so yeah. But let's keep this thing going. Uh, scramble ability, throwing the run ability. I gave him a 7.2 and a 6 in that, respectively. Cody, you gave him a 6.9 in scramble, 6.2 in throwing the run. I mean, he's a good athlete. I think uh, the only thing that kind of concerns me when he's scrambling is that he, you know, lowering the shoulder. You don't need to do that all the time. If it's a first down that you absolutely need to get or a touchdown, yeah, go for it. Other than that, you know, get the yards you need, get out of bounds, right? Or slide, or whatever. Um, I wouldn't say he's exactly, like, the most elusive. Like, Cam Coop, I think, is significantly more agile than he is. Uh, top end speed, they might be the same, though. Uh, so that's where I'm at there. Throwing the run ability, I think this is the one of the few things I want to see him work on as well, outside of decision-making. I think uh, I would like to see him throw on the run more, off-platform, stuff like that. When he sets and throws, he's great. But I'd like to see his improv skills develop a little bit more here as time goes on. Don't make it a habit now, you know. Setting and throwing is great. But on the run, I think I need to see a little bit more here. He could be smoother. So, uh, so yeah. Cody, what do you think about that? And then if you want to talk about the last couple ratings here, go for it as well. Yeah, so, I mean, the throw on the run, you know, I, I gave it a, a 6.2, and I it can be a 7 if his throwing motion didn't slow down so much when he throws. I mean, when he plants, you can't even see his arm move because he just whips it so fast. 
when he's on the run, you can see the entire motion, like it's like it's in slow motion. Um, which, you know, I, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, so just working on it and just, you know, do the same thing when you're when you're on the run or or when you're planting. Honestly, as far as with, with your arm, uh, scramble ability. I, I think that he's very capable. He's pretty fast. Uh, he just looks a little clunky. That's the only thing stopping him from giving stopping me from giving him a seven is I think that he just looks a little clunky sometimes. So you know maybe a little bit more body control, run a little bit lower, look for more jukes cut spins than than trucks as well. Um, tell you what, if you get into the two twenty range, you can you can lower your shoulder all you want, and I I won't give you too much crap for it. But you're one ninety five right now, and you might be a little bit skinnier than that. I'm not really sure. So just pack on some weight before you go. Um, use a stiff arm, right? Go and do some weights and then throw somebody's face into the dirt rather than put your shoulder into their chest. Um, it's more satisfying anyway. So there's that. But uh, <laughs> talking about the last few things, uh, frame size. Uh, I originally, I initially gave him an 8.8 .8 because, I mean, at 6'3", 195, that is pretty close to prototypical. However, I did take a couple of points away because... I don't know if it's just the season or whatever, but maybe he's a little bit skinnier. But also, uh, durability, too. That is also a part of frame slash size, and he did miss some games. And, you know, I, I just have to take that into consideration. Uh, any missed time from health, that will impact your frame slash size. That's why, you know, JoJo Roy, who has a very solid next level frame, he did drop to, like, a, a mid-seven because, I mean, he, he had injury and usage issues. So, you know, whether they're asking you to, like... You know, because I mean, you're Blake Paladino, right? If you throw like 28 touchdowns, you can afford to slide sometimes, okay? Like, and I, this isn't every high school quarterback, by the way. A lot of you high school quarterbacks, you got to earn the slide. But uh, Blake Paladino, I think that, you know, he's somebody that you want throwing out of the pocket a lot of the time. So, you know, when you do run and take off, not only do you not have to lower your shoulder and you can look for jukes cuts or just running out of bounds, but you can afford to slide if you've picked up enough yards. So just keep that in mind for frame and size. Uh, pocket awareness, he is very good at identifying the blitz and feeling the blitz before it's there. He's not even, like, there's a lot of cornerback blitzes, by the way, on this film, which is really interesting as far as the competition and defense that he faced. But he's never looking at the cornerback who blitzes him. You know what I mean? Like, he's either looking past him where that route is going to be open, or if he knows that a route isn't going to where the blitz is, he's looking to the other side of the field. You know what I mean? So, he does a great job of feeling that and identifying that, so that's why his awareness at an 8.2 for me. I think that it's very, very good. And then his pocket movement, you know, um, once again, kind of like just his scramble ability, I think that it looks a little clunky sometimes, but he escapes when he needs to, he steps up when he needs to, and he keeps his eyes downfield when he needs to. Uh, Simon, you are 0.1 higher than me on awareness, but you're uh, 0.5 lower than me on movement. Do you kind of want to dive into that a little bit? Yeah, I, I like the movement for the most part. He has good uh, footwork there. I would like to just see him deliver more from the pocket, though. I think there are times where he, like, climbs that pocket and then just scrambles, which is fine, you know. But, you know, keep your eyes downfield, right? Um, I think that'll go up a lot more after this season. 
you know, just continuing to work in that pocket, maturing as a player, you know, uh, when things are going crazy around you, still knowing what the routes are and where your guys are still going to be despite what's going on, uh, you know, with you in up front. And so I think he will clean that up there. But there's definitely potential there. I mean, he, he climbs the pocket well, you know, and honestly with his arm talent, like, he doesn't need to have the cleanest pocket to make the throw. You know, I mean, it comes down to toughness partly. And he's taken some licks here and still delivered it. And so, you know, hey, stick in the pocket. Take a step up, reset, you know, your base and all that, and then deliver the ball, right? Uh, I think you'll get better there. But honestly, other than that, pretty much agree with everything you say here. Like his awareness. I mean, he knows when the blitz are coming. There are definitely – I could probably actually yeah, – I'm going to bump it up, actually, because there are definitely a couple of plays where I'm watching and I'm like, hey – He's reading that it's about to be a blitz. So he knows where he's supposed to go here uh, with the ball. Um, but also, he's, no, he's you know keeping in mind, like, hey, like I need to buy myself maybe a half a second extra, you know, maybe fade out this way or move up in the pocket or whatever so that he can have at least the opportunity to deliver that throw. And so those are some of the little things I like. That could maybe go under decision-making if you really wanted to. But regardless... At the end of the day, he has a 76.5 rating as of right now. Cody, you gave him a 75.6, so pretty close here. <sighs> surprise, surprise. Yeah, I mean, really, <laughs> like, no, no big surprises. <laughs> yeah, no big surprises here. Um, I'm just going to say this, though. You know, here's, here's where I'm at. Uh, I know this is typically probably a three-star rating. But I would say right now, Blake Palladino is definitely a four-star guy. I think go ahead and put him out there uh, with a, you know, just have him go 101, throw for throw with quarterbacks, not only in the in the state, but in the country as well. I think he would come up with a lot more touchdowns than people think. And I think he's legitimately a four-star guy. I think some of the things he does or just things he could do because he's just a superior athlete and thrower of the football than other people. And I'm sorry, I could coach up, you know, players and whatnot and be like, hey, you know, you could work on mechanics and stuff like this. You could uh, rep this out a million times. But some guys just aren't going to be as good throwers as Blake Palladino. You know, and that's that's life. It's unfair. But that's just what it is. You know, Everything we're deeming Blake for is pretty much everything outside of his physical ability. Because, honestly, I think he has all the ability in the world to make every single throw. You know, maybe some of his short routes could have better timing and whatnot and uh, be better placed and uh, all that stuff. But other than that, like, he could tear you apart if given the time. If you give this kid a consistent three to four seconds, he's going to throw 400 to 500 yards on you. Straight up. You know, assuming, you know, he's making the right reads and all that, which is kind of a big ask. But that's just kind of where I'm at. I believe Blake Palladino is a four-star quarterback. I haven't looked at too many quarterbacks here in the class of 2024, you know, to compare him to. But I, I just have the belief that if it comes down to straight-up competition, you know, hey, can your quarterback go throw for throw with Blake? I think Blake will win most of the time, honestly, especially in red zone. That little fade route he throws is beautiful. That is something that I tell every quarterback. Like, hey, get a beautiful fade route throw. You know, get a go-to throw that you could go to in the end zone. Like, if it's one-on-one -on -one with your receiver, master that throw. Blake has mastered that throw for the most part. Not only do we see that in sevens, but we saw that in his film uh, throughout the season as well. That's dangerous. You know, some guys, you know, they don't quite master that like he does. 
And so that's why, in my opinion, he's a true four-star guy. And then even moving forward, I mean, you have Blake Barnett, right, Cody, who's a class of 2024 guy. I would probably rather have Blake Palladino, in my opinion, because uh, I think he's a better passer. I think he's a more lethal passer uh, when you really ask him, uh, you know, to do it. I think Barnett's probably a better athlete, you know, bigger probably too. I think he's like 6'2", 6'3", 200, right? Uh, and then faster and all that. But I think Palladino, as far as, uh, you know, upside goes, I think he has a lot of it. Um, so, yeah, Cody, what do you think about that? And then what do you think about his uh, future here, his outlook here, especially considering he will be at Dakota Ridge? I think that's basically a done deal. So, uh, I'm not going to jump to uh, Blake versus Blake quite yet and, and choose a winner there. I mean, it, it's tough to look at, especially looking at, you know, just the way that the teams both operate um, that, that they did this past season. I mean, Barnett is a, um, you know, uh, a state runner-up quarterback who, who made some mistakes in, in the championship game, as a lot of young quarterbacks would. But uh, I... Hopefully we get to see a matchup of the two. Honestly, that's the that's really what I'm rooting for is uh, is a DR versus Erie game. But anyways, which is what I chose for the 4A state championship and and was denied because uh, I mean those boys at Chatfield, they they them tough them tough. But anyways, you know Paladino here. I love his upside. Love 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 his upside. Like you said, you can't coach athleticism and physicality and all of those you know tools at his disposal. The biggest thing holding him back right now is just going through reads. And I love that he's doing 7v7 with the Ducks. And he's going to be traveling, you know, to, to some places in the Midwest and going against competition. I think that 7v7 is great development for quarterbacks, honestly, as far as going through reads. Because, I mean, you're not looking at a defensive line. You are looking at coverages. You're looking at pre-play. You're looking at you know, your matchups as well, and identifying all that. And I think that just constant practice with that, with, I mean, you know, a, a plethora of athletes, mainly from the, you know, kind of, uh, what am I looking for? Like West Littleton area, basically. And, you know, like Arvada area is, you know, that kind of West before you get into the mountains area of Colorado. That's a lot of the Ducks team. Then, you know, doing it with a lot of guys who aren't your teammates, and then going over to Dakota Ridge that just has a great system and a great athletic kind of, you know, reputation. This can get exciting very fast. I, look, the Dakota Ridge playbook is one of the most creative and fun offenses to watch, and that's with a D2 guy in Adam Graves. That's with, uh, was Ben a D2 guy as well, Simon, or was he a D3 and AIA guy? Honestly, I'm not sure, but I mean, he wasn't a D1 but, I mean, guy. Si similar level. Yeah. Paladino is a D1 guy, um, upside wise, and so as long as he takes advantage of the situation that he's put in, and you know, he studies film, he studies film, and he goes through his reads and progressions, he'll be all right. But uh, he's got to get that classroom homework decision making down before he jumps up to a four star guy for me. What about his decision-making in 7-on-7? Seven seven? I think it's promising. I think okay. it's very promising. <laughs> All right, okay. Um, Fair enough. But uh, but it's really hard to overlook uh, what happened in the Pats, too, um, to be fair. It, it's kind of, it like, 
his decision making in 7v7 I don't think is enough to make me forget like his decision making has to make me forget about what he was doing at Mullen sure you know so. That's fine. I mean, he's a young quarterback. We're we're tough. We're tough on him. I mean, you know, we're tough on uh, all these Colorado players because we want them to get better. We'll tell you how it is. I think coaches will tell you one thing. Parents will tell you another. Um, you know, your teammates will tell you another thing. Opponents will tell you something. We'll tell you how it is. We see. We watch a lot of football. You know, we've seen a lot of great quarterbacks um, and whatnot. Not only in Colorado, but you know, all around the country. And so, I mean, he's gonna have to meet that expectation. I think. You know, going to Dakota Ridge, I think some people would expect him to be the starter. But personally, if I was him, I wouldn't expect that. You know, you got to battle for every rep. You know, you got to show that not only are you physically superior, but you're intellectually superior at this quarterback position. And that you can lead the team, ultimately, because that's what a quarterback does. You know, you got to be good at all those spots or at least be working hard at all those spots. And honestly, like I have a lot of faith and Coach Woj out there, you know, they know we have a lot of love for him. Um, honestly, one of the best, if not the best coach, well, okay, maybe not the best coach in Colorado. That probably goes to, uh, you know, Creek's uh, <laughs> head coach there. But he's definitely up there, you know. So we have a lot of respect for him. We trust in their system to develop quarterbacks, to, you know, surround them with great athletes, to work with what they have, to scheme well against defenses. And I think for Blake here, man, I mean, Look, we know we could deliver the ball, like we've been saying. It's going to come down, not just like, you know, being successful on the field and putting up stats, but to win state, which I know he wants to do, and he says he will do with Dakota Ridge, you know, you got to be a student of the game. You have to be just as good a student of the game, you know, a learner of the game, as some of these coaches. You know, these coaches, if you're willing to put in the work, they're going to get you to that level. I honestly believe that. Uh, this coaching staff, more than any other high key, um, I believe in their ability to really get him to that level if he allows them to, you know, coach them and whatnot and uh, put him into positions to succeed. So, uh, so yeah. But, regardless, super exciting. Blake Palladino, Cam Cooper, you know, two guys we've both watched who have tore it up in sevens who have showed a lot of promise in their, uh, you know, seasons as underclassmen starting quarterbacks. Cody, is there anything else you want to add on here before we kind of close this thing up here? Yes, okay. Just just real quick here. Look, 75.6 and 72.3. Some of you guys may be looking at these scores and be like, geez, like, isn't this harsh? And these are good scores. Like, seriously, these are really good scores. I mean, you're averaging a 7 in every category is what that boils down to. And a 7, you know, is above average to good and is comparable to a 2-3 to three star guy. Look, um, on my, look, I, I went through and did our, our top five senior wide receivers list, and only three players scored above a 70 for the top five list, okay? Um, and that's at wide receiver. We hold quarterback at a completely higher standard, okay, because it is the most important position in football. Um, no disrespect to any other position, but that is the case. That is the case. You need somebody under center, or you need... Uh, just a million athletes like Chatfield had. There, there's always an exception to the rule. But at the end of the day, you need a quarterback. You need somebody to deliver that throw. You need somebody to throw that uh, that hook and ladder in that deep you know, seam route to win state. And um, I think both of these quarterbacks are capable of winning state championships and even earning you know, uh, an 80 
by the time that they're seniors, which is exactly where you want to be to be in our top five. Uh, all of our quarterbacks' average grade ended up being over 80 for our top five seniors. So, Yes. Um, and we don't just give out 80s. I mean, you have to earn it. You know, no, so we do not give. Man, the fact that Paladino here has a nine and a half, it, like it's, people's heads should be spinning. I don't give out nines. I don't do it. Yeah, so. yeah, no, that's true. Um, and by the way, I mean these ratings are as like you know if they were to graduate and go to college right now, if they were a part of the class of twenty twenty two, this is probably where they would rank. I would say. I think that's fair to say. You know, so. uh so yeah, there you go. Um, both of these guys in similar spots. Both of these guys in positions to compete for state. May even get this game either in state or in the playoffs eventually. We'll have to see about that. But, you know, very bright futures for both of them. Honestly, I think if they continue to keep working, right, and uh, putting in that work, I mean, I, there's no doubt that they're D1 guys. I think they have that potential right now. The things that separate D1 and D2 guys as far as quarterback uh, is concerned, in my opinion, is decision-making, some of these little things here, like a movement, um, you know, all that great stuff, timing, like, that stuff matters, right? And so, if you want to be one of those big dogs on the next level, you got to master those things, some of these little things here. It's not all about arm power and accuracy and athleticism. That's great, but everyone could be an athlete. I, not everyone, but at least a thousand quarterbacks in the country could be an athlete out of millions. So just gotta think about that, right? So, uh, so yeah. But Cody, do you uh, actually? No, I can, I can wrap this thing up. Thank you for rocking with us, PMC fam. Um, this whole live stream will be on our YouTube channel and on our Twitch. Plus, the audio will be uploaded to Anchor, which will then eventually go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. All that great stuff. Uh, by the way, if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a good rating um, and a good review. We appreciate that. And then if you're watching this on YouTube or Twitch, subscribe, follow us. We'll be doing a lot more of these live film breakdowns so that you could see our thought process here. And then as well, go ahead and show some love on our social medias at Playmakers Corner. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You the fans, thank you so much for 3K on Instagram. That's a huge, huge milestone. We are approaching 4K on TikTok. I think we're at like 3,700 or something like that. We're, we're getting there, you know, and so thank you so much for all of the support. Uh, go ahead and, uh, you know, follow us and do all that great stuff, not only to support us, but to know when certain content is coming out and when not, we're, all, we're always releasing stuff out there. And then last but not least, Women's flag football, it goes down this Friday. We're talking the week three recap NAIA level. We're talking college ball here. Um, at this point, well, not like right now, but when that episode comes out, uh, most of the KCAC Sun Conference would have played. And, you know, already we saw some shakeups here, you know. Kaiser retaking potentially that top spot in the Sun Conference, reestablishing their dominance, and then some other great storylines here, as well Kansas Wesley in a strong start to their season and whatnot. So be on the lookout for that. There's a ton that goes with that. Support women's flag football. Uh, those athletes out there are the future of football, honestly, and they're doing their thing. Cody? Anything else you want to say before we uh, wrap this thing up? Uh, follow us on our Twitter 
it's not approaching 3K, but um, we're at 1K. You know, uh, I, uh, yeah, it's still it's still doing it's still doing all right. Um, and uh, Twitter's my favorite, so um, I love going on there and liking and retweeting your guys' content anytime you tag us. Uh, you know, consider us a resource to like and retweet it because I mean, colleges look at our page and any way we can put athletes on, whether you know it's covering women's uh, flag football, high school flag football, or you know, Colorado high school football, that's what we're all about. So uh, we appreciate everyone who's been a part of our journey so far, and uh, we're still just getting started. So uh, thank you for all the support. And um, I don't know what the stream will be next week, but we'll figure it out. Big trust. I'm wearing that Lamar Jackson jersey, even though I'm a Steelers fan. Uh, we'll, yeah, <laughs> we'll catch y'all later. Uh, we'll catch y'all later. Live. No, I just love good quarterbacks. But peace.